Now you listen to me. I don't want any plastics. I don't want any ground floors. And I don't want to get married to anyone. You understand that? I want to do what I want to do. And you, and you would... Dude, that was spot on. That was spot on. <laughs> that was okay. spot on. How was yours? Yeah. Is it too close to my face? No, that's that's perfect. Okay, I don't want to sound loud. I'm like having flashbacks to last time because I had my mic on this side and Reed was right there. And I was like, dang, if I had had my Mac on my, my mic on this side, it might have caught more of your... Yeah, <laughs> maybe. So I'm like... Oh, because your mic was the one that wasn't working? Yeah. No, 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 it was actually it was mine. But yeah. I had my microphone on this side, so it didn't really catch much of what he said. So that was kind of a bummer. That was a bummer. I'm double check because I'm paranoid. <laughs> okay, cool. You in 4K? No, I'm not. <laughs> we tried videoing in 4K, and they like took up... All my storage for like <laughs> in like eighteen minutes, and the podcast was like an hour long. Oh my gosh! So we only got eighteen minutes of video. Happens. Well, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> this is kind of crazy that you're here. I think I I really appreciate it because I, I don't know many people who would be open enough to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really think of it like that. Really? Yeah. What do you think of it like? Well, I did. <laughs> I did tell one of my coworkers like when I got back to the office, I was like, "I'm gonna be on a podcast." <laughs> like, how was your how was your meeting? I was like, "I'm gonna be on a podcast," and they were like, "What do you mean? Like, you just met this guy?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "I don't know. I've always wanted to be on a podcast." <laughs> there is something to it, especially when there's like almost. Like there's a very, very small audience and there's, there's not other, another reason to do it other than like, if there's no audience, then it just kind of like a more intentional conversation. Mm -hmm. It just like, feels like. Just hanging out. Yeah. I just, but, but it just feels like. Making new friends. Yeah. Exactly. It feels like a more intentional conversation, but I want to just briefly mention how you're (laughs) even here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you cold called me out of the blue. Warm called because I went to be an eye. Technically, you were yeah. a warm lead. <laughs> Technically, yeah, but I wasn't at the B nine meeting. No, you weren't, Mm-mm. and that's what I was telling him was so weird. Still haven't called anyone else on that list. I for some reason, okay, we had so we have this thing called call block every Wednesday morning from eight to ten, mm-hmm. and if everyone booked a meeting during that time, we got a uh, represent coffee for our Friday morning meeting. That's sick. And so I needed to book a meeting. I I don't know if yours was the first one I booked or because I actually ended up booking two, came back at the end and we all got breakfast and coffee. But that's why I, w- I had that. I still have that list on my desk just sitting there. I just picked out a name and called you and you were really nice. And I was like, heck yeah. And then I just stopped there because I didn't want to test my luck and call someone else for the list. <laughs> wow. But the meeting that you went to, I had a sub, so you didn't even meet me. Because so. I remember there was a guy that, yeah, he was like reading off the phone to give your pitch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I gave him a pitch because I knew that he was going to talk too much and there's only, <laughs> you only get 30 seconds. Yeah. And it's like disrespectful yeah. if you go over 30 seconds. It's like, here's what to say. 
just read it. And he, he was like pretty nervous. So I could tell he uh, was nervous, but he's not a, a public speaker. Yeah. Hey, he's a public speaker. Yeah, no, he's not a public speaker. He's a, he's a regular speaker. He just likes to talk. Um, but so we met and at Starbucks and yeah. I just went, I mean, I knew that you did payroll services, but I also just knew you went to BNI and in BNI, you just kind of meet people to meet like literally mm-hmm. part of the curriculum well, you're part of your part of your assignment really throughout the week is to meet with at least one person. And yeah, so I was like, well, that's why I knew someone from that list would say yes. Yeah, seriously. maybe I'll do that this Wednesday morning too. I'll get another BNI person. Yeah, I'm telling you, get my numbers so up. Like, I had never heard of BNI. BNI but... is Business Networking International, and it's okay. like it's a bunch of networking groups across the world, and the whole concept of it is networking, but with accountability. And so you have to get the th- these things called one-to-ones, which are exactly what Carly yeah, and I had. Okay. And you log them all in an app. And they, they have these things called CEUs, which are continual education units, because B&I has a vast network of content that you have to you have to watch an hour, pretty much an hour a week. Uh, and then you're supposed to bring visitors and you're supposed to give referrals. The wait, whole point wait, of B&I wait. is to give referrals. So do you get credit for meeting with me? No, because you're not in the group. Oh, but um, yeah, so... That's why the whole philosophy is like givers gain. So you have to you have to put a lot of output into the group before you ever start receiving referrals. Yeah, okay. So you have to build trust. And so So you, like you meet with people in the uh, group. Like a you meet with like a group of people you meet, regularly? Yeah, or? so you have an hour and a half meeting once a week for with everyone and you get 30 seconds like in person or online. Ours is hybrid, so part most of the time 3 weeks it's in Zoom, one okay. time it's in person and you give 30 second presentations each time um, so you kind of have to have your pitch down and so the whole point is to get awareness to these other business owners so you all cross-pollinate referrals mm. and then each person gets a seven-minute presentation like twice a year during a meeting so each meeting you have two seven-minute presentations but she just came as a visitor mm-hmm. and so we just met mm. just kind of to meet I knew that we didn't even need payroll services but I was like the whole thing of being I is you never know what is going to come of a meeting. Yeah. yeah. And you that's why when I called you, I remember I was like, I always do this. Yeah. I'm just really new to town. Like just trying to meet business people like in business. And then like, usually because it's less threatening than like, yeah. I, my intention was actually never to, it was more of a networking thing yeah. to sell. Yeah. Um, because you know, yeah, no, yeah. networks. Yeah. But the point yeah. of being I is like most other networking groups, fail because there's no accountability okay. inside the group but bni has a really 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 good system by which you're rewarded for more time in your presentations weekly if you are if you meet all your requirements so the more requirements you meet the more time you get to pitch and so yeah so oh yeah I and if you that. don't you're you're not in the green like if you do all that stuff you're in the green and you get more time but if you're not you're in the yellow and then in the gray and so you can end up getting kicked out if you don't mm. so there's accountability to show up and even if even if there wasn't like you need accountability because you get so busy that you're just like ah it's yeah. just another meeting yeah, for sure. but anyway so that's how we met and then we just started talking random like we just started on a random conversation started to get to know each other like oh yeah where you from? Da, 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 da. and then I think you asked me about like dating or something. Okay, here's what happened. Here's what happened. You mentioned that you were 24 and married. 24? 23. 23, excuse me. And married. And I was like, 
what? Because I haven't, I haven't come across that many people mm-hmm. our age, some getting engaged, but like full on marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really interesting to me. And I wanted to hear more about it because yes. it seemed like you had a good head on your shoulders and had to pick the male brain because of the book I'm reading. Exactly. And so I want to put a pin in that because I want to come back to that. But, um, but it was after <laughs> I left, I was like, I just like talked to this stranger for an hour about like no, it was two hours, two hours about male psychology and brains. <laughs> was asking him all these questions. Yeah, it was so. And funny. at the very end, I was like, awesome. I was like, dang, do I tell her about this whole like second floor experience idea? That's kind of wild. This is like a, this is a whole different category of my life. And yeah, and I was like, sure, why not? And then you're like, that's a cool idea. And then I was like, dang, do I invite her on the podcast? I could tell you were a little like. I could tell you were didn't know if you should or not while you were asking. Yeah, I was like, am I about to get like hard rejected in my face? Right <laughs> She's like, she and came, then I got really came, excited. She came to sell me, and I'm about to try to sell her. <laughs> I'm coming on the podcast to my house that she's never been to before. She, she just met me, but um, you mentioned that you went to you graduated from A and M recently in May. But in, in May. And but what degree did you? Oh wow! What degree did you get? I studied biomedical science. So. And so. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so you wanted to. You were telling me that you wanted to go to. Podiatry school. Yes. Podiatry school. Yep, that was what I wanted to do. Um, up until like halfway through junior year. Mm. Uh, when I was like 28 days out from my MCAT is when I made the decision I didn't want to do that anymore. And the MCAT is so. the big test, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so you you got this job offer to come to Austin. Mm-hmm. And then what happened? So I moved to Austin for a different job than I actually ended up working because um they were a lot of people when I was going when I was graduating was I think they saw her in hiring freezes. And so I got and I kind of jumped at the first job that was offered to me because like, I didn't even have a LinkedIn. I didn't, I had no like business presence, um, up until like this time last year, actually, when I was like, Oh, I need to go to like a career fair. Right. Um, all my friends are going like vet, vet, dental. They're all doing that. None of them. Like I felt really on my own for this because I had made all my friends through my classes. So. I accepted a job to come here to work in healthcare recruiting. Um, so I was going to be like placing travel nurses on their assignments, which I thought would be cool. Um, but that it ended up not working out. Dude, I did something similar to that. Really? Yeah. I was, uh, do you know what a locum tenens Mm-mm. is? It's basically like a travel doctor or nurse, but they're like a substitute. Oh. So like if a doctor at a facility is like going on vacation or something and they need a sub, then, like, they'll pay, or they call them locum tenens. It's like a Latin phrase. Oh. They'll pay doctors to, like, travel and be their doctor. That's like, cool. Like, for a month or however long. Yeah. So what I was a recruiter for that. Did you like recruiting? No. Yeah. I've, now, now that I didn't get into it, I've heard not so good things about it. Uh, I heard a lot of really good things about it before I got into it. I didn't like, know. I was like, but, mm, that's pretty much sales. I wanted to go into sales because I talk a lot and yeah. I'm very extroverted, not very shy. And I mm-hmm. thought that, um, I think that that's like what I'm, my strongest yeah. asset is my mm-hmm. personality and my uh, extrovertedness. So that's why I did that. But then, yeah, so a week before they're like, never mind, you can't really work here or until they actually were like, we don't really know when. And I was like, okay, well, 
I was like, someone moved from Wisconsin for this job, they told me. And I was like, I just moved to a city where I don't know anyone, but at least my parents are three hours south. Like, this person just got on a plane, I guess, and moved here, and then got their job ripped away, so. Dude, it's crazy how people do that. Yeah, I just went off on LinkedIn, and I actually was able to get the job I am currently at within three weeks. I started... Like three weeks after I was supposed to be starting the other job, they they signed me on, and a week later I flew to Ohio for training. No, so it was why? a really quick turnaround, and I was very grateful for it. I still am. Like any time I have any rough day at work, I'm like this. I like need to be more grateful because yeah. who knows what I could still be unemployed. Like yeah. some it takes just so long. So that's, that's what brought me to Austin, but. I'm, I never wanted to move to Austin. I never wanted to go to UT because I didn't want to live in Austin. Really? And so I got a job here. I wanted to move to Dallas because uh, my brother and my cousin are there. Mm -hmm. But I was like, no, you know, like I'll just take this job. And I moved here. And so I'm glad that that happened because yeah. I wouldn't be in Austin. And I love Austin now. Mm. So. so what made you want to go to Texas A&M? Um, basic answer, the tradition. <laughs> My cousin, who's like my bestest friend in the world, she played uh, soccer for Texas A&M. Wow. And so I'd go up and watch her play her games. Mm -hmm. And that's when I first kind of discovered Texas A&M because uh, my mom went to UT. My brother went to UT. Oh, nice. So, um, yeah, but it's, I love Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. And I just, everyone there was always so friendly. Mm -hmm. um, I really like, everyone's so bought into the culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I really like that. And it, really did feel like a big family. And I think a lot of people have that experience at all the different colleges they go to. And yeah. like, I'm sure you guys can relate because we've talked a little bit about your college, but it's like, there's just like a vibe while you're mm -hmm. there that you just like, once you're outside of it, you're like, I, no one else can understand this. Yeah. And like, no one else is experiencing this and it's awesome. But that's exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet. But yeah, that's, that's what brought me to A&M and that was a good decision for me, I think. I think mm. it was a good fit. And it's weird to me that Austin's a good fit for me, too, because I feel like they're so opposite. Really? But, yeah. Yeah. Wow. College um, Have you been to College Station? Have you? No. What? Uh, at UT? College no, Station, Florida Texas A&M. Oh, uh, no, I haven't. So it's more of like a farm kind of town. It's <laughs> not a big city. It's a college town. Um, and it's just like... Everything is just kind of like, I mean, there's a campus across the street is like the bar district and all the bars are in like one place. So like if you go out at night, you're going to see everyone, you know, and if they're not at the bar you're at, they're five feet away. Yeah, so okay. it was a big sense of like, so like the college is like everything. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I, like, I went to my friend or really like one of my best friends went to university of Alabama. And so I went and visit him. It's the same thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I've so heard. It's like, that's what it's I just a college town. It's all Everything revolving around all like about, football. Yeah. 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 So I really liked that. Um, it is a cool vibe though. It's nice to be able to see familiar faces everywhere you go. That's what I really liked mm. about AM. Mm. And I was really sad to move because of that, like, like mm. torn up about it. But then mm. I realized now that I'm gone, like most of my friends are also kind of dispersed. So even mm. if I stayed there, yeah. it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. Mm. Where did you go to high school then? I went to a Catholic school in Corpus Christi called Incarnate Word Academy. Nice. Yeah. So you grew, you grew up in Corpus Christi? Yeah, born and raised wow. until I went to college. How was that? Catholic school. <laughs> and Corpus Christi? Corpus Christi. Um, I 
I'm grateful for growing up in Corpus Christi. I think um, it's a unique experience living like on the beach, basically. Yeah. Like my church, I think I mentioned this to you. I had the coolest church ever back home. It's an outdoors church. <laughs> and like you could just show up like after a day at the beach and they'll welcome you there and have that. So wait, wait, you said it's an outdoors. It's outdoors. Church. There's indoors for when there's bad weather. Huh. Yeah. I have a picture How's I can show work? you guys like, later. It's like a service outside. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. It's like, I've never been able to find a church with the same, like, well, I, I, so, okay. There's like Corpus Christi and then there's Padre Island. I lived in the town of Corpus Christi. Padre Island is kind of like 20, 25 minutes away. So we would okay. drive all the way out there for church every weekend because, um, that's just where my mom had started going. And so we went there. So I didn't even live on the island, but I went to church on the island every week, weekend. Oh, wow. Yeah, but uh, Corpus had its ups and downs for sure. Um, I think the farther I'm removed from it, like the more fond I become of it, mm. which mm. like I like, I love to go back. I'm glad I don't live there now, but I love to go back. And How then three hours, three and a half. Okay, that's not too bad. Not too bad at all. Um, yeah, so it's okay. And then at Catholic school was, it was, uh, I don't, it was, I liked the experience because I feel like everyone was very tight knit, mm. but that has pros and cons, of course. Yeah. Mm. Um, my graduating class was like 64. Okay. I know so, like, yeah. Yeah. I went to like a small private a, Christian school. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. What are, did you go I to? I went to a small public school. So my graduating class was like 80 something, 83. Yeah. But in a public was, school. I think mine was like 50 something. Yeah. So you guys know. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. Um, it was very clicky. Very clicky. Okay. Very clicky. Um, was yeah. your church Catholic too? Mm -hmm. or, okay. Yeah. Okay. You strike me as someone who does not do well with clicks. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. <laughs> I like reflect. I've been reflecting on high school a lot lately. Don't know why. Um, <laughs> but I always feel like I always felt. Oh, this is also okay. So when I went to AM, this is also why I was so distraught to leave because I was like, for the first time. Um, like I still have good friends back from Corpus, but for, for the first time, I feel like I absolutely fit in with the group of people I have. And I feel like when I'm places like I'll, I would have people come up to me and be like, Carly, we love having you here and stuff like that. And like, oh. or like if I wasn't somewhere and they called me and wanted me there, I knew they really wanted me there. They mm. weren't just like, Oh, we should probably invite Carly. Like it was like, get here now. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. let like, let's go do whatever. And so yeah. That was hard for me to leave. And I didn't feel like I had that at my school. I feel like I was well-liked because I was like class clown, mm. extroverted, crazy, high energy, bouncing off the walls all the time. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot of good friends, but it was just like, I don't know. There, there was always just something that made me feel like I wasn't like fully a part of the group of friends I was in. Mm. <laughs> I think that's just comes with high school though, also. Yeah. And, and especially... Um, and females. That's funny you say that. Like I, I have, I had a very similar experience in public school, but I'm curious because I think the cliche in my head for Catholic is it was it Catholic school or Catholic girls school? It was it was co-ed. Okay, so in my head I just see like like very strict. I think a lot of people would think like very strict. Like they probably paddle you. There's nuns everywhere. There was, was it was it what was it really like? So. <laughs> Um, it was strict and it was just, they'd make us like, we had like 
this is like one of my funniest memories at IWA. We had this ceremony called Ring and Rose. I don't know if that's like a common thing, but when you're a senior, you pass down like your class rings that no one got from the Catholic school. So um, class rings and then the junior, you, you basically, it's like a mentorship. So like the junior gives the senior a rose and okay. like, for example, I was um, soccer captain when I was a senior. I passed down like the soccer captain band, like stupid stuff <laughs> like that. But it was it was sweet. It's a cool concept. It yeah, was like it was it. a cool concept. But I was like, also had been the soccer captain for like maybe one month at that point. <laughs> okay. So because yeah. I joined the team, it, that's a crazy other story. But it was just like I just felt like wrong because I was yeah. like looking like I was giving this legacy. Like no, that people probably forgot I even did that. But. Um, so, that's oh, that's what I was going to say. So they would make, I remember they made the girls all line up in the hall and put their hands down to see how, um, if your skirt was long enough. Gotcha. And if it wasn't, if you had to go home and change. I remember I had to call my mom because I had like, um, it was like that thick, yeah. but too much of my shoulders were showing. Mm -hmm. So I had to call my mom to bring me like a cardigan and she was like, I already left. I guess I'll stop at Ann Taylor Loft. Like, I don't know <laughs> because we, I lived on the other side of town from where I went to school. And so I told them, I was like, Do, does my mom really need to stop and buy me a sweater right now? Like, and they let, they let it slide, but it was just little stuff like that, mm -hmm. which was, but yeah, there was nuns. We were taught by nuns. Okay. Um, I had a great relationship with one, two of the nuns, actually one of them, not as much, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I had a great one of them. I would literally text. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Because she was my persuasive speaking coach. Okay. Because I was on the persuasive speaking team, mm, and so like I'm we had, we had, we had a great relationship, but um, I don't think everyone had that experience with them. So. Really? Yeah. Mm. That's cool. I actually had kind of a similar experience with the dress code. My my public school was very small, like small Texas country town conservative, mm -hmm. and so like shoulder strap dress like the whole thing they did that they wouldn't line them up but they would just like hey yeah know, like and the I, three finger length on the yeah and i'm like you're drawing more attention to what you see to be inappropriate by going into a classroom full of boys and girls and making all the girls go outside like mm -hmm. it's just like i don't know no one I, okay i think some people might dress a little crazy but like the overwhelming majority we know what it's embarrassing to be like oh, okay she needs to go home like yeah. okay guys we'll be back in an hour and a half need to yeah. go find a new outfit um but yeah we wore khaki shorts down to here because they outdid uh, like they did away with skirts before i reached high school because girls were wearing them too short so we had to wear so did you have to did you guys have to wear a uniform yeah okay. uniforms that, that was it was like khaki uniform. uh khaki blue or black shorts or pants and a, a polo okay yeah ours was maroon white or black really khaki pants or shorts and polos yeah yeah and so i remember every day i would just wear like a huge sweater so like because <laughs> i just hate it or like going in public after school was so embarrassing oh i know dude i was on a commercial oh i was on a commercial for this found like foundation i volunteered for wearing my khakis down to here it was so embarrassing <laughs> i didn't have time to go home and change <laughs> Dang. Gosh. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, what was? Can you describe a little bit more your experience going from that closed-off culture to something like AM where you felt did you felt like you really got to blossom? Yeah, but it was really hard at first. I yeah. had my first panic attack at Fish Camp. Have you guys heard of Fish Camp? Uh -uh. No. Fish Camp is where all it's a huge Aggie tradition. Tradition. All freshmen go in the summer before you start college. And you learn all like the chants and whatever and this and that. 
and it's like three or four nights mm -hmm. and whatever. It's like a camp experience. Um, and I remember I was not in a sorority. I went there and everyone, that's all anyone would talk about was Greek life, sorority and fraternities. And like a few days in, I had made some friends and a few days in they, I, we were talking, they brought that up and I was like, no, I'm not rushing. I'm just, they stopped saving me a seat. When we went to all of the stuff, they stopped saving me a seat. And so that really hurt my feelings. And then I was like, that's what happened. I went in and I didn't know where to sit for breakfast. And I like freaked out. I thought I was going to die. I'd never had a panic attack. <laughs> I literally thought I was going to die or throw up or something, but I ended up being fine. But so it was really overwhelming for me going from a class of 60 to there's like 70,000 students at Texas A&M. Yeah. Whoa. I couldn't even, I mean, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that, I think I adjusted like pretty decently. Um, but yeah, I think that I was able to, I guess, blossom just because I was able, you're able to be more like, okay, do I fit in here? Or do I like these people? Do we align mm -hmm. in college? Because there's so many people. Yeah. And it's kind of like a fresh start. Like, yeah. First go. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And yeah, it is like a fresh start. Um, and so I had a college roommate who we didn't like each other in high school because of boy drama. Uh -oh. And then we ended up being friends and the second year or my sophomore year. So we were just like this, like we were identified together and my sophomore year, she ended up like moving home and she just wasn't doing well mentally at Texas A&M. Yeah. And like that, I think is when I really grew up because really? Cause you had to let, yeah, I was like, well, there went my best friend <laughs> And everyone for months would ask me where she was every time we went out. And I was like, I was like, maybe, I mean, this was definitely a good step for her because she wasn't, she wasn't feeling like she was flourishing or happy at Texas mm -hmm. A&M. So she went home. And then I think it was good for me as well because I was able to become myself. We had morphed into one, like we did yeah. everything together. Yeah. And so I think that's when I really grew up and I was able to make better relationships with the friends I still have now because it was just like me. They liked me. They didn't like Oh, like who I was when I was with this girl or like, cause I think it, I don't think that's who I really was. I think yeah. we, it was just comfortable yeah. to morph into like one person. Really? Yeah. If you had to go back and tell your 18 year old self graduating high school, going to A&M, like what, what are some things you would tell yourself? Hmm. I don't think about that often, but. Like pieces of advice, like, oh, hey, don't forget to. <laughs> don't lose your key yeah don't lock yourself out of your dorm room um that's a tough question yeah, yeah that, ha like a that happened to me a few times um i think it would just be huh i think maybe like i wish i was more confident back then in um my capabilities maybe so lighten up on the like the schoolwork. Okay. People can be smarter than you. Ooh. That's something I think you need to understand. You, I became really self-aware when I was in my last maybe year of college yeah. that it's not a competition. That's how I felt going into like really? chemistry freshman year. Everyone here wants to be a surgeon and I want to be a surgeon. And they're trying to weed us out because that's how biomedical science was. They give you these really hard classes and they make it miserable because they don't they don't want the week to succeed. Yeah. So I always saw if if I 
was failing, it's because I was weak and I wasn't smart. Mm. So I think that's what I would, that's the advice I'd give myself was to kind of understand that just because you're not good at one class doesn't mean you're not good overall or that you're not mm. smart. You, you're, I'm probably better at something else. And I think I held on to the thought of not wanting to be the one to fail out of all my friends yeah. for so long that that's why halfway through junior year when I was about to take my MCAT, I was like, I don't want to do this. And mm. so I, granted, I'm so glad I never changed my major because I think it's like very interesting what I learned. And I think yeah. it's invaluable information. And I loved how this like specialization of it, even though I'm not really using it, it's, I still like read that stuff for, for fun. But I think my college path would have kind of been different if I had been more self-aware at 18. Mm. Mm. What do you think? helped you become more self-aware at your senior in your senior year because i when i was talking to you i noticed you were very self-aware and that's Thank it's you. very rare <laughs> it's a more rare trait than you realize if you are self-aware because you're like well everyone must be like this must think like this but it's really not true yeah so what do you think like what brought that about i just think it it got to a point where and I don't ever want to come across as like cocky when I say this, no. but I just knew like the capabilities I had yeah. for my life. And I didn't see myself reaching my full potential with the way I was trying to go. So like I didn't, if I went to podiatry school, medical school, I knew I'm not going to be the top of my class. Mm. So I had a, I have, she's still one of my best friends. Her name's Gracie. She's one of the smartest girls I've ever met. She's in veterinary school right now. We'd study together for hours upon hours every week. And we would sit there and she's like, you know it, you know it. And I'm like, okay, let's go take this test. I'd get a 60 and she'd get a 95. And I'd be like, we, we know. And I just realized, and I think Gracie helped me realize like her brain works the way it should for yeah. this major. And mine clearly doesn't. Yeah. And I think that was like a beautiful thing for me because it was never, I never felt jealousy. I never felt like, why can't I have what she has? Mm. It was just like, this is not for me. Mm. So I don't know how I was able to think that way. Like, and it not be jealousy now talking about it. I'm really surprised it wasn't because I mean, it, it sucked, but I think she was just such a supportive friend and she never made me feel like I was stupid. And so wow. I think if she made me feel stupid, I probably would have felt more jealousy. Yeah but I felt so supported by her and she, I could tell she wanted me to succeed. Like she'd probably study for four extra hours when she knew everything because she knew that I really needed help. Mm, yeah. So I think wow. that, I think that's what it was. It was kind of hard to take the step and tell everyone like, no, I'm not, I canceled my MCAT. Um, I'm not doing that because I knew everyone was going to think I was failing, but I just let, I just knew that a career path for me doesn't involve going to that. So yeah. I just, held on to that and I think I don't know wow um that's huge so I, I'm curious just on what it was like for you I assume I'm, I'm assuming you're raised Catholic and then you went to this you went to this Catholic school and then you went from that environment to something like Texas A&M and I know for some people that might be like kind of a kind of a taboo topic but for us like we we both studied like religion philosophy mm -hmm. Bible theology we and we, so we just enjoy uh, hearing about that from other people and kind of part of this podcast, we want it to be more of like, uh, 
we want to like talk to people who have different faiths and different ideas, mm -hmm. different beliefs. And so we, I kind of want to know what was it like for you? Did you, um, like going from that environment where everything you did was wrapped around church and your whole school even was wrapped mm -hmm. around church to a place where it's like, well, man, I don't have to go to church if I don't want to, or I could, I'm sure there was a Catholic community inside of Texas A&M. Yeah. You could have gotten involved there. Like, what was that like for you? I'm glad you bring that up because that's actually like, that's something that I wish I could have handled better. Really? Um, I spoke about how much I loved my church back home. And then I went to Texas A&M and back home I would, or growing up, I'd go to mass twice a week nice. uh, because we had to go with school and then I'd altar serve every weekend at my church. Okay. So I was there twice a week and Wait, what's altar serve? Okay. So altar serving is, um, have you guys ever been to a Catholic mass? You know, the, yeah. the kids that wear like the white robes and carry the cross up. Yeah. That was, yeah, that's altar serving. Oh, okay. And you just help the priest out with all of the communion and cleaning everything. So mm. that's what I did. Um, and I wasn't very involved in like any sort of like youth groups or anything because I mean, I went to Catholic school already, so yeah. Yeah. I didn't really need that supplemented. Um, but I'm really grateful for my experience at Catholic school because I think I came out um, a lot different than all of my, not all my friends, the majority of my friends. I was in the minority where I stayed strong in my faith yeah. or at least my faith with the, within the Catholic church. Yeah. Most of my friends came out hating Catholic, really? like hating the whole religion. So I moved to Texas A&M and I truthfully did not go to mass. Like honestly, like more than a handful of times while I was there yeah. um, because I didn't like the church. Mm. It was just so different and traditional and mine was so laid back and I couldn't adjust. Mm. Really? Yeah. Um, Interesting. And so I, I, feel like, I feel like Catholics are known usually for being very traditional. But that's why like, I loved my church because it was so different. Hmm. And like, I think everything you think of when you think of a Catholic church, if I took that, you guys like, to mass at my church, you'd be like, what? Like, it's so different. They had a rule that homilies, um, which like sermons, could not be more than 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah, they wanted Dang. to keep the mass under 45 minutes. I had great relationships with all of my priests there because I was an altar server. Um, the deacon... Which do they? That is that only Catholic deacons? Um, no, some churches have like yeah. Pentecostals. Like it, de it depends. Yeah, deacons, elders. The deacon like, was yeah. my confirmation sponsor, so I was just like I had a great. Can you explain confirmation? Conf so confirmation is like, like you you get baptized when you're born. Um, as a Catholic, when you're in second grade, you get your first communion, and then when you're fifteen, sixteen, I was a sophomore, you get. Con you do confirmation, which is a sacrament, which is basically just like reiterating your faith that you're a believer and getting like, confirmed in your faith. Okay. Can you yeah. explain a sacrament just for people? Oh, okay. Yeah. So a sacrament, there's seven of them okay. and it's just, um, there's like anointing of the sick, which I got that, which was super cool. Um, anointing of the sick. Yeah. Baptism. And then also matrimony. Like that's a sacrament. These are just like, milestones you reach within within your faith um or like confession catholics go to confession yeah um so it's just like the holy sacraments are things that belong to the catholic church that you as like i guess a firm catholic should participate in gotcha hmm. okay so this uh priest was you said what did you say before I cut you off? That he was he was your my deacon was my confirmation, your sponsor, was your confirmation sponsor which most people have their 
like godmother or father or someone of that sort. Um, but I had my priest just be, or excuse me, my deacon, just because, um, I felt like he was someone who really supported me in my faith. And I, yeah, I chose him to do it, which was really cool. And I think I love to go home and see him now. And it's just like, kind of like God grandfather vibes that I yeah, get yeah, from yeah. him. So I was just really involved at, at my church. And then I went to Texas A&M and I wasn't involved. And I did try really hard at the beginning to get involved, not in necessarily the Catholic um, community, but just Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd go to like Breakaway, which was a kind of ministry thing that they had on Tuesday nights. Um, and then I joined a Bible study, but my Bible study ghosted me. And I was really upset by that. And after that, I was really upset. And that was kind of like the end of like me trying to seek out. Wait, the entire Bible study? So, okay, me and my cousin went to this thing called Camp Gladiator, which was like a workout thing. And we had met people that ran a Bible study through it. It was a very small Bible study. But she apparently, they had like, she had personal issues, but she just didn't communicate it. But my cousin found out later because she ran into her at HEB why why the bible study fell apart but that for some reason like really affected me because i think i had found i've been like i finally found people to talk to about Mm. this stuff finally and then and then it was gone (laughs) and what a drop ball i know i know and the people that i was around in college were not like avid churchgoers um so yeah that's something i've been trying to get back to since i moved here yeah uh to austin because i was like okay after going to church two times a week for my whole life and then going four years with probably going only like less than 10 times like i need to get back to that so i've been trying to make it a priority but um yeah when you don't have like the same community that you had before it makes it very difficult and when you try to, you think you finally found one and then it all just falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's normal to be, you didn't, you just found your community somewhere else. Yeah. And those people just happen to not get also find, help you find a good church to go yeah. to. That's all that happened. Yeah. Seems like. Yeah. But I think it was just like, looking back on it, it was a long time for me to let that part of my life kind of just go away. Um, but I think it was just like, you know, when you're in college, you just get, you just get like caught up. Like, I don't feel like I was there for four years. So looking back, I'm like, that was such a long time, but (laughs) realistically, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't thinking about it very often. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So what about now? Like, are you, are you going to like a Catholic church now? Um, I've went to one a few times. One of my, my friend that I mentioned, I, that's from home Mm -hmm. from Corpus. She's also goes to Catholic church. And so I've been going with her and I, I like that church. I went to another church. I didn't like it as much. I think like shopping around for churches is very real. Like I feel like I feel discouraged when I go there and I feel like out of place or like, Mm -hmm. I don't like, um, the, they're just all just so traditional being Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I need to like get over the fact that none of them are going to be as laid back as the one I went to (laughs) that was outdoors on the Island. So yeah. yeah, I mean that's, that's kind of hard to be. Like a, that sounds a so sick cool. church to be a <laughs> part was, of. It's gonna be hard. To it's be, so yeah. awesome. I love going home, and that's like when I go home, I I look forward to going to church, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, I just need to find that here that I can like not 
not not want to go and be like oh i have to sit through that like be kind of like excited to go and learn Mm. yeah so i i'm still kind of looking for that but i do like the one that i've been going to with my friend so Mm. and it helps being with a friend that's really interesting that you're i think what you're saying is a huge indicator that all churches should like really pay attention to for young adults is like what you just said was i really enjoyed the church i went to because number one, it was laid back. I didn't feel judged. I didn't feel pushed away. I felt accepted for who mm-hmm. I was, but I also felt like I was learning there. I felt like I yeah. was interested in what they were saying. You said they respected your time mm-hmm. and it they they did it in a way that was fun. Yeah. And I think that is so lost on, yeah. on especially what the traditional churches that you're going to, it's difficult for you, even with a lifetime of faith backing you up, is even difficult for you to feel like you want to go. Yeah. And I wanna I wanna point something out that I would argue I don't think that there's anything wrong with that or wrong with you for that. Yeah. I think it is I think it is the church's lack of understanding where our generation is at that keeps them from having the numbers of young adults that they want. Yeah. Yeah, and I think just, like, being Catholic, it's just, it's not oriented towards young people, the Catholic Church at all. Really? No, I wouldn't say so. Mm. I just, just, it's just very, I mean, traditional. It's just so traditional. And I like that about it, because I went to Texas A&M, I like tradition. (laughs) But it's, there needs to be a happy medium. You need to engage, like, they need to engage people. They, like you said, you need to want to be there. And, like, the... I would, this might be bad, but I'd rather not go to church and pray at home and like, then go to church and God know that I'm miserable sitting there. (laughs) That's what, that's the way I think about it because I, I would feel guilty of how much I didn't want to be there, but it's just because I didn't like the, the way the priest gave his homilies or this or that. And it's just kind of like with anything, like you need to find a fit for you. Mm. and it's like it's not that i don't like the catholic church it's not that i don't like that priest it's just it it wasn't a fit for the way i wanted to learn yeah so exactly and you shouldn't feel guilty for that yeah but i would feel so guilty because i'd be like this is almost over and then i'm like i'm horrible or like i'm like tuning out i'm like oh my gosh i drove all the way here and now i'm dazing off like (laughs) it's so bad so that's the journey i'm still on Hmm. seems like you're ruminating on something no I'm, i'm just thinking because I mean, it's just interesting, like other, like the things that we want, like there are people who enjoy having a very traditional mm-hmm. service and like it just be super chill. They might enjoy it if it's like kind of long. I mean, there's, there's people that complain when service is too short. Yeah. Right. So oh, it's like, sure. it's just interesting to see how people think about church and like their preferences of like what they think a, sh- a service should be like and whatever. And you can't make everyone happy, which that's yeah, why I'm saying. That's the thing. I like, think, yeah. yeah. When I, you go to a church and you don't enjoy it, it's not a bad church. It's just like yes. not your, a yeah. fit for who, yeah. your personality and the way you like to listen and learn. Yeah, exactly. I think that's something I, coming out of high school, I grew up, you know, I grew up in, my school was a part of a church. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in like the Christian bubble, like all my life. And then we went to a Christian university and, um, coming out of like the Christian school and everything, like, you know, we talked about all these like frustrations that we have with churches. And I realized, I guess, like, 
oh, what am I trying to say? Um, what was it? What were we just talking about? How how hard it is for sometimes it just like people, slipped my mind. Some people to to really for, sometimes for us to feel like we're really yes, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember like being super frustrated with like all these things about the church, and you know it's very easy to just like complain about it and be really. I don't know. It's it's very aggravating when all you see like the things that pastors do and like all these things that just mm-hmm. are really annoying. But then you come to realize that like okay, no church is ever gonna be like absolutely perfect. Yeah. And so that was that's something where I kind of had to like mature in my thinking a little bit because I think I think because you said with your church back home, like a big impact for you was the people there, mm-hmm. and you felt like you really connected with them. I think that's what. I think that's the most important thing of church yeah. is finding people mm-hmm. that you can connect with and build that community. And that's why yeah. I think when going to A&M, you found, you felt like you were a part of a community. And that's like, what well, we felt like going to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that's what I was about to say. Like, I think my church, I felt so supportive and loved. Like I would have like fundraisers at my church and they'd, Like, everyone would come out and support me, and I just felt, like, so loved by those people. Mm. And then to go to a church after going to the same church for 18 years, getting baptized there, and then having to leave and going into a room where no one knows who you are and no one even notices you're there, I think maybe that's where the disconnect was. Mm -hmm. Because I was used to feeling so supportive (laughs) and people coming up to me and chatting with me at the end of mass and saying they were happy to see me like little things like that go a long way I guess with me and when I didn't have that I do remember the first catholic church I went to here in um Austin the priest stopped me on the way out and was like you're you're new here aren't you you've never been here before and I was like see this is how all churches need to be like because, you know, they do say at the end, like, stand up if it's your first time here. I'm extroverted, but I'm not going to do that. I don't know. I want people clapping <laughs> yeah, at me for going yeah. to church. So I don't do that. But I thought, like, l- smaller churches like that are a better fit for I, for me than, like, a huge church where you don't even, like, run into the people that you know. Mm. Um, so, mm. yeah. I don't know. So real, Carly. So, so real. Also, I think something that I've had to become more comfortable with, especially after leaving um, IWA, was just because I don't agree with something that I hear within the Catholic church doesn't mean that I'm a bad Catholic. That is something (laughs) I just think like, I mean, it's no secret that there's a lot of like, like a strife between the Catholic church and political communities and just other religions. And it's just people kind of, I feel like will look at me sometimes in a bad light and have such a, such a opinion on what I believe, but it's just like, why don't you sit here and ask me about these topics that you're, you don't agree with that the Catholic church agrees with and see if I even agree with it. Mm-hmm. Because just because I'm, just because I'm a Catholic doesn't mean I follow a rule book of everything. I, I, I think, and I, there's times I thought about is Catholic, the Catholic church a good fit for me. This was in high school. Yeah. And I thought about it. I was like, there's a lot of the Catholic church that I do identify with. Yeah. And I do feel like I agree with, but that doesn't mean that every single thing I agree with. But anything, I feel like anything's like that. Like even like yeah. I said, like politically, like you're not going to agree with every single thing if you identify with a party. Yeah. So like it's like not to say that those are very comparable, but it's just an example. Like I think it's I think they are comparable. I, I agree. Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. I think so like I mean, because in the in the broader sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Churches, people get get so upset over 
differences in like policies or doctrination mm-hmm. uh, or doctrine and so like i think it's the same thing with with uh politics for sure yeah like, you can look past those things and still have a conversation with somebody yeah and that's what that's what has always upset me or like i would witness the people a- in my um high school just hating on the catholic church because they they've had bad experiences but I, the Catholic Church, I feel like it's a really bad rap. It does. Oh, yeah. But honestly, I had like a bad experience in Catholic school, not till I was eight, eight, 17 or 18 with one of the nuns there. And I remember thinking, and I think going home and telling my mom, this is why all my friends hate the Catholic Church. Because people like this who wow. receive like these sacraments are the highest up people in the Catholic Church and are mistreating and disrespecting young children. I was like, it makes sense. And I'm not mad at my friends anymore for straying away from their yeah. faith. Wow. And it, I'm lucky that it took till I was 18 sh- strong enough in my faith for one person to not push me away. But I was like, that makes sense. So that is, just, yeah. that is so, that is so wise. Like that is just, it's so wise for you to understand that because I think a, a big disadvantage of youth is this sort of ignorance where it's like, it's either this way or that way. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. Yeah. And I think it's only when you get older that you realize, or I believe that it's only by through a relationship with God that you start to get this wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh, this is wisdom beyond my years. I should not have this normally. And it's only then that you start to realize, oh, there's, there are little gray areas here that I, I can operate in or there's, I don't have to be one or the other. It can yeah. be both and, not well, either Some or. people never are out of that. Some period. people never. Some people don't. Some people, oh, yeah. It's always just black and white. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, they but. Never, they can never understand anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think that goes with everything. Because I remember we were talking about this when we were having coffee. Like, it's it's hard to see something or hear something that you don't agree with and be able to just move past it and take with a grain of salt that and continue to hear and learn about and agree with other parts of something. Yeah. But there's going to be... Without like hating the other person. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes. So... I want to point out that it's very interesting that when Zach and I first started talking about this whole concept of second, this second floor experience and this whole, like we had this whole coffee shop dream. By the way, I told my coworkers about that and they thought it was a good idea. Really? Because they were like, wait, and they wanted me to elaborate when I came back because I was going to podcast. But they thought it was a good idea, so <laughs> that's so cool. And so, but it's not just the the coffee shop is just another venue. Like it's just mm-hmm. a it's just a, an excuse to meet, just like a podcast is an excuse to have an intentional conversation mm-hmm. with someone. And the very people that we want a part of that community are literally exactly like you. And so it's fascinating to me that we met when like, so randomly we had just yeah randomly when we had just just launched this podcast mm-hmm. and so i think i want to point out to someone who out there who is like oh i want to you have this big dream that you want to pursue we just started this with no idea who we were going to have on mm-hmm. we had nobody lined up we had zero audience zero following pretty much zero following uh on any social media platform like there's no logical reason why we should have started this and then been able to meet someone like you but it's the fact that we just went for it in faith and decided like okay like okay god you want us to start this you want us to try to build up this this really cool dream whatever um you are the kind of person that we want 
at that coffee shop to build community there. Mm -hmm. because I really believe that people with a church, with uh, an organization, a company, anything, if the community is not there, people don't want to be there. Very true. If there's not someone coming up to you at church saying, oh my gosh, Carly, how was your week? It's so good mm -hmm. to see you. You don't want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. And you shouldn't feel, you shouldn't, like, communities should have that aspect to them. And I just think it's it's so interesting that we met and everything that you're talking about now that I did we did not talk about the first time. Mm -mm. These are all new things that I'm hearing that each time you say something, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're the kind of person that we want to be hanging out with at the coffee shop, just having good conversations yeah. Yeah. all the time. Like These are things that we enjoy doing. So I just wanted to point that out. But um, yeah. on the topic of this... I had pitched you or I had, pitched. I had told you the idea, this whole idea that we had had mm -hmm. that we have about having a coffee shop where people specifically more geared towards our generation in your twenties, late teens, early thirties can come meet and just have community, have conversation. And I think our conversation kind of geared more towards the dating life. Cause you had asked me about young marriage and all this stuff mm -hmm. and sort of your, uh, it's just, annoyance of the dating traditional dating world mm -hmm. or i would say like cultural dating world right now yeah like can you expound upon that of how like frustrated you were and <laughs> are about that of just uh, came in angry i mean just like a point of it's so hard to meet someone that's not a bar or it's so hard to meet someone yeah. that's not at a club or whatever like it's or hinge or, or yeah, or, hinge, <laughs> or even like the gym is it's difficult to meet people yeah i just think that my frustrations with it is the, like the lack of transparency between um, people that have interest or lack of interest in one another. I think that's where my frustration was coming from because I think in our generation, everyone's just on their high horse and they don't want to be the one to show their heart and feel things and get embarrassed. And they don't, no one wants to, Oh, she likes him so much. Like no one, or vice versa, guy, like I know a lot of guys who will never admit that they actually really like this girl for who she is, you know? And so that's where my frustration has come from. Um, just moving, I we kind of talked about it. I went through a breakup that I don't think that really, we fully broke up until I moved away. Mm. And so when I came here, that was just like, I've been on like, I guess my healing journey coming out of that relationship. And I've just been very disheartened because I was like, okay, I got out of this relationship, which wasn't, was not good for me, Yeah. but I'm going to go meet so many great people. And <laughs> the exact opposite happened when I moved here. Um, a lot of like people I was meeting, which I mean, when you go to the bars, what do you, I mean, I go to the bars, I'm a good person, but you can't expect to go to the bars and meet like a yeah. quality, great person every time because people yeah. are drinking and for people sure. are this and that. So, but I mean, the amount of like, unloyal men that I'd come across like that would come up to me and and then I'd figure out so one way or another that they have a girlfriend or a wife Jeez. or something of that sort and it was scary it was scary and I remember thinking I was like so is this what my boyfriend was doing when he was out of town mm. or like all the men that come on bachelor's trips and stuff like that it was really real like in surreal meeting like like four or five men in a row I felt like that were all I'd somehow figured out that they were in a committed relationship so that was scary that's and terrifying. so I think that's and then it was just like um I talked with you about this my the company I currently work at everyone's in a serious relationship except for me and I feel like that had made me feel pressure to get into one which 
was weird because I don't know. It was just weird. And I think that's when I started to put more of a focus and a shift towards like, what do I want? Because all these people are in these relationships and making, not that they're ever like rude or anything, but it just always felt like, okay. And like, I remember I didn't want to go to the Christmas party because I was the only one without a plus one, mm-hmm. like stuff like that, which is yeah. just like stupid, but it, it yeah. is, it's like when you're at a couple's event and you're the only single one there for some reason, it's embarrassing and it shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It's so annoying how there's that like pressure Yeah. for no reason. Yeah. And then like, I, I get to thinking like all these people, like they live with their boyfriend or girlfriend or they're about to make these steps in their relationship and I don't have anyone. And then I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I'm like, okay, I'm literally 23. Like I have so much time. <laughs> yeah. I have yeah. so much time. And I, when I moved here and I came out of a relationship, I wanted to live by myself because I knew I had a lot of growing to do in my mm-hmm. independence. And mm-hmm. so when I came into where I'm working and I'm around all these people and couples, I need to sometimes take a step back and tell myself, this is what I wanted for myself to be alone, to be comfortable being alone. Because I think in a relationship, not all of them, but at, like the one I was in, I got so caught up in having someone else there yeah. that sitting there with my own thoughts was like scary to me. Or like mm. doing things by myself was scary to me. And I knew that's not the person I was before the relationship or the person that I need to be in the future. So yeah. I I think it, it I went through a little rough patch being like, oh, I need a boyfriend, whatever. Yeah. But then I realized, no, I don't because this is the time I have to grow. And if if I do get into a relationship, I want to be strong in myself. Yeah. And I knew I needed time after yeah. my last relationship to achieve that. I think that's... That is so mature. I, I don't, I can't remember the last time I talked to somebody and they said something. Like <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. That's, yeah. and I think that's what, what's wrong with this generation because being alone is uncomfortable and going yeah. from a relationship where you thought you were in love and you thought that it was going to last a long time and get, yeah. having that go away is so, un- so uncomfortable. Yeah. Or like, I remember when I moved here, like every Sunday I was so sad mm. because. I mean, Friday, Saturday, you go out and you do whatever and this and that. And Sunday, you just kind of sit and decompress. But I live by myself, so I do that all. But like, I, I spend my Sundays by myself. And I remember I'd get so sad every Sunday. And then I realized, well, maybe I need to get out of bed and go do something by myself. Yeah. And then when I started doing that, I can't remember the last Sunday that I was just really down. But for the first few months I lived here, every every Sunday, I would get so sad. Yeah. But it's just like, you can enjoy things or I think I'm a lot more intentional with my friends now. And like, mm. I've really been able to pour into friendships since I moved here because I don't have um, a boyfriend or um, yeah. someone to pour all of that energy into. I pour it into my friends and myself instead. Wow. I think there's, to your point, I think there's so many advantages, just like there is to being married. I think there's so many advantages to being single. Yeah, yeah for sure. There's so many. Like people, when people are single, they kind of just like wait around. Yeah. and wait for someone but like when you're single like, like you said like there's there's so many advantages and like you can you can take advantage of being yeah yes yeah it's so nice to just be able to do whatever i want to do and not have to feel guilty or consult anyone or like if i want to go to bed at 7 p.m i can yeah and i don't need yeah. i don't need to like tell anyone okay like i'm not going to be on my phone for the next that's just i think the relationship i was in was just not good and i mm-hmm. think that experience made me mature maybe a lot because I've only had one boyfriend and I knew, I just knew when I moved here, like if I dated a boy right now, poor man, because I could not give to him what 
he would deserve. And I would bring a lot of hatred in from my last relationship thinking that all people are like that. Mm. So I think that's, that's why I wanted to be single for so long because I knew even if, because I also, I don't know. I wrestle with this thought a lot of the, like, um, I really, really like her. We talked about this. I really like her, but not for a relationship. I wrestle with this a lot because if you really, really like someone, you're going to want to be with them. But if I would have met someone a month or two after I broke up with my ex-boyfriend, I wouldn't have dated them. And I could have liked them a, a whole lot, but I would I knew it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. What do you guys think of that? Like, Do you think that if you're like in a healing period and you and some people say well, well luckily i didn't meet anyone in this time because it would have been kind of awkward but like do you think that that can be the case yeah what you're saying or is it always just an excuse like oh yeah i like her but i don't want to date i don't want a relationship right now mm. i think there's a difference between saying i like her but i don't want to date her and i like her and i I'm not ready. Right I'm now. not ready. I'm not ready right now. Because to me, that's two different things. If you're going to say, I like her, but I don't want to date her, it's saying that you're objectifying her. Yeah. And you're not willing to put the time into a serious relationship. Or, on the other hand, and you're saying, I like her, but I shouldn't date her right now, as in, I'm trying to heal something about myself, I think that's very mature. Yeah. That's true. It's all about delivery, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like, every time I have come out of a relationship, every relationship relationship I've been in, I am I'm the kind of person that's like, I am, how do you put it, like, very, like, intentional with it, and very, like, I, like, when I commit to someone, I'm all in, mm-hmm. pretty much, and so when I come out of it, it's, especially if it was, like, a bad experience, it's just, like, a like I can breathe again. Like it's like yeah. way off my shoulders. And so, and it, a lot of times in those situations, it's really difficult for me to come to that place. Like while I'm, it's hard for me to break up basically oh. because I'm, because I'm so like invested, yeah. especially if I've, cause I mean, I've been in relationships. My, the first girl I dated, I was with her for like two years mm-hmm. in high school. So that was a, it was hard for me to break up because it's just like I've invested so much time and energy mm. and like emotion into mm-hmm. this and so it took me like probably two months to like we took like a little break and then but I think I was I think I was ready to break up before that but like I just wasn't sure about the decision but so yeah. when I finally made the decision it was like oh my gosh like mm-hmm. I don't even have to think about this anymore like I'm just like it's, it felt very, like, freeing, honestly. Yeah. So, I wouldn't, like, I don't think I would go, like, straight into a relationship after that. If, like, like, I don't know. In my opinion, if you go straight from a relationship that, almost any relationship, and you go straight into another one without taking some time, you are dragging the complications of your previous relationship into this one. Mm-hmm. So, number one, it's not fair for the person you're dating. Number two, it's not fair for you. Because you're never going to get a solid chance at being your best self, your healthiest, the healthiest version of yourself for that person if you don't take the time you need to genuinely heal. And it, there's a danger of it becoming uh, 
out of fear, as in like you may wait too long that you're so afraid to get into another relationship. So there's a there's a danger there. Yeah. But the person who goes from relationship to relationship is so is too afraid, in my opinion, to be alone with themselves mm -hmm. enough yeah. to heal yeah. that they keep latching on like a literally like a leech to people <laughs> yeah. as they go in order to distract themselves from what they know are things that they're going to have that they really need to deal with but they're just going to keep yeah. hiding from it yeah i agree yeah. but uh, to your point i think everyone's timeline could be different i think people mm -hmm. heal differently and My, at different yeah. speeds well because like, and i think boys and girls heal a lot differently for like uh we talked about this boys take a lot longer to feel and process emotions or understand that they're even having emotions yeah. and that's what i saw with my ex-boyfriend we've been broken up i think actually i saw myself today i think this is like i think we broke up a year ago like today honestly no yeah <laughs> congratulations uh, on your thank you thank you <laughs> but it was up until i was so sad about it i was so sad about it even when i moved here it was up until like maybe two months ago where he's like had a complete shift he had started kind of like dating another girl and posting her and this and that and that's when i was like okay i'm done with you right yeah yeah and then he stopped talking to her because oh i'm still in love with my ex-girlfriend that's what he tells her really and yes yes and i'm like and now he's been trying to mend all of these things that i've spent a year growing through yeah and so like now when he says that all these things I'm like, like, okay, I know to not believe him. Yeah. But it's just because he didn't, it took him a year to realize what was gone. Wow. A whole year. Wow. And I, I, I always remember, I remember telling my mom, because obviously I knew him really well. I was like, there's going to be a day when he is going to realize what he, like the, what I gave into the relationship versus what I was getting. And yeah. I can just pray that by that time I'm over it and I'm, I'm strong enough to say no. And yeah. thank God, literally, thank you, God, that by the time that came, it was like, it was like three weeks had gone by to where I was like, cause he had, to, I had posting with this other girl and whatever. I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. And so the timing was crazy, but that's was like, that's just like a testament to like, I, everyone heals so differently. And now he's going through his healing phase right now. Yeah. Wow. And mine is just- Like from your, your guys' relationship? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. And it just shows that like, I allowed myself to sit alone and think about, and cry and just think about how horrible I felt in this relationship. And he distracted himself and would go hang out with his friends and go here and, yep. and never spend time mm -hmm. alone. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. spent the time alone and I'm a girl. And when I was with my friends, you know what I'd be talking about? how horrible I felt in my relationship and how I know I deserve better and this and that. And I had people telling me I did, but that boys, not all boys, but most boys don't, aren't going to go to their friend and be like, well, me and Carly had this fight today and this is how I feel like that's yeah. not, but me, yeah. I, I yeah. did, I would do that. Yeah. I was, I was very blessed like growing up in high school. Cause I, I did have very close friends like that where I could go to them. And you know, this was like senior year of high school and everyone, you know, I was, the first year that I get that I dated this girl was like fantastic, and then like the second year, it was just like face. just yeah, went downhill. And um, everyone was telling me like, you know, like starting to kind of hint towards me that I should probably break up with her. 
And uh, and I would like hear things about her that just like didn't sound right. Like, is, does she really act like that? Like when I'm not around, yeah. you know? And so it was, it was very, it was tough to like, just come to terms with everything, especially after being together for, you know, that long. And like, and we talked about marriage, we talked about all those mm -hmm. things, like, it was very serious. And so uh, to come out of that, it was just like, it was tough, but I was very different to where it was the weirdest feeling. Like after, after I broke up with her, I, I mean, I think I cried for like 10 minutes in my truck, like right after I broke up with her. And then like a week later, I was just like, I was fine. <laughs> Interesting. I was, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know. My, my friends told me they think it was just because the stress of it all, of like the, making that decision. Mm. You like had time to come it. to terms with yeah, it before yeah, it actually exactly, happened. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so when I finally made a decision, like I said, it was just like, a relief yeah and so yeah. i literally i remember like not even two weeks later it was the weirdest thing because <laughs> this might sound terrible <laughs> this might sound terrible but like i felt like i never even had dated her wow like it was it was very strange especially because that was like my first relationship yeah and so it was that it felt like i had lived another life that's how mm. i felt so and then i was like dude i i love being single right now <laughs> like it was but it, it was very weird but i feel like people like when when you hear someone say i love being single that also has like a ne negative con connotation yeah of, oh yeah. i'm dating you i'm dating all these girls or i'm dating all these guys but no it's just like some people just love being alone and having the freedom if a guy comes up to me and wants to take me to dinner to go yeah and like yeah. feel this is like i recently told my ex-boyfriend this because he was trying to get back together i'm like no and <laughs> i told i told him i'll i meet people at the bar even or just out that show me more respect that have known me for five minutes than you showed me in the all these years we knew each other mm. like i feel more loved by That's some tough. strangers than i would feel by you in our relationship yeah and he could he he's having a hard very hard time grasping how i could move on but like I truly think it's just because we had very different experiences within this relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think, and he's finally realizing I, I'm very like strong willed, but in this relationship, there was something wrong that I just couldn't, like everyone would tell me, I knew that I needed to get out of it, but I would just like, for some reason was just and it was like looking back it's embarrassing yeah. the things people knew and the yeah. things i went through and that i allowed mm. and so i think that's just a big part of it too just like being getting back to like loving yourself enough to be like no like that's not good for for yeah. me how long did you guys date for uh we d we dated for about a year okay yeah the power dynamic in a relationship can be very deceptive mm -hmm. you can't you can it's only until you're far removed from that that you can actually gain perspective yeah. Yeah. on, yeah. oh my gosh, I was letting them walk all over me. Yeah. Why did I do that? I would never yeah. do that right now. But in that, you, you get tunnel vision in the moment because you, you convince yourself, oh, it's just because he's just doing it. He just really loves me or he's going through something. I need to be with him. Like I'm a bad girlfriend if, if I'm not with him right now. Yeah. I'm not with him through this and I wouldn't have given him a chance. And you can just come up with all these yeah. reasons yeah. why you should stay. But then it's only when you've severed that and you have time to look back and be like, oh my gosh, that was, that was unhealthy. Yeah. I'd always, I felt like I'd always had the mindset of, 
okay, like if we're, if I'm married to this person and we have problems, like we have to figure out, I would have to figure out how to work through it. And so with oh. like a dating relationship, I, when we had problems, that was just like my, my mindset was like, okay, like, can we work through this? Because if we can, then like that's a good sign. Yeah, but that's good. But, that's healthy for you to think that way. But once but it gets we would to the never point, work through it. Exactly. <laughs> so like it was once, like, it's, once it gets to the point <laughs> yeah. where you're clearly not going to get over it, yeah, or get it just keeps it. coming you back. Need like, to, yeah, that I mean, yeah. that's the same way it was with me. But to your point of like, if we're married, that this is how like I think you need to also look at relationships. Which within my relationship with my ex boyfriend, I knew this, and I would tell him like, I would say like the way you treat me is the way, and I and your girlfriend is so or wife to like in the future is supposed to be like the most important person to you. And what what are you gonna do when you have kids? And are mm. you going to scream at them the way that you're screaming at me? Mm. Are you going to cuss at them the way you're cussing at me? Yeah. And I told him, like, that that was, like, a big reason that I was, like, I would think about. I can't, I, like, I can't marry him. Because yeah. if I bring children into this world and susceptible them to that, and, like, if he hasn't grown, like, yeah. that's, I, that would break my heart. And that, it, it goes beyond just yourself at that yeah. point. Yeah. And now you're so far, point, yeah. you're so far deep in the relationship. It's that much harder to get out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now I know moving forward that if something like happens in the end or in the beginning that you can tell, like, I remember for the certain situation that him and I had, which is why we ultimately broke up pretty much. Yeah. I remember thinking one day we'd been together maybe like two months. I remember having a conversation with him and thinking, this is going to either be the reason we break up or he's going to have to like fix this soon. Yeah. And that was like two months in and I, I already predicted it. And it's kind of like, I just didn't know. I'd never been in a relationship. I'd never had any, I've never been that close to anyone. I didn't understand that like, Maybe this means you shouldn't keep going. Yeah. I didn't understand yeah, that. Yeah. How could you? But I think I think that it helped. It's like that having that relationship is going to be very helpful to me in the my future relationships yeah. because I know what I I can tolerate. If I see something, yeah. I think I'll be able to identify it as what it is instead of just like, oh, like he just had a bad day or Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the key to those early relationships and it's very tough is you have to have supporting people around you that you trust enough to give you that feedback. And you have to be willing to go far enough into these situations that you get the, the gold nugget, but not so far as you're devastated for the rest of your life. You're, you're actually so torn up that you, you can't ever heal. Yeah. Like you have to find that line between, am, am I really giving this time to breathe? Or am I so far in that I, I'm actually hurting myself? Yeah. And I think yeah. I had a lunch with, with someone that I had got a connection through BNI for. <laughs> and he was a young, successful person, older than us by 10 years, but still by the world standards, young and successful. He said something to me about hiring employees that I think fits very well with this, with this conversation. He said, if you wouldn't work with them for a, a lifetime, don't work. Like, don't work with them for a day. Yeah. And I was like, dang. He said, because your business might be so, uh, it might be struggling to the point where you absolutely need to hire this five on a scale of one to 10. Yeah. Um, you absolutely need to hire someone and you'll take this five over waiting to maybe get like an, an eight or mm, nine. And that is, and so you'll, you'll, you'll hire them because they're like, well, I can, 
I can make this work, right? Yeah. But he said, if you if you will not work with them, if you can't see yourself working with them for a lifetime, don't work work with them for a day. Yeah. And I think the same thing goes for a relationship. People are going through life like, oh, I'm lonely right now. Oh, I'm depressed right now. I'm anxious right now. Oh, this person fixes it for a little bit. When I'm with them, I don't I don't feel as bad. Yeah, for sure. And so they'll take a five. Yeah. For a little bit. But then when that five starts to show its to bear its teeth, it's yeah. Like, oh, but if I go back, then I'll be lonely again. Yeah. And you're not willing to, to to do the healing, or to to grow and mature yourself in a way that you attract an eight or a nine or a ten. You don't give yourself. People don't often give themselves the time yeah. to do that. And so yeah. I would argue that what you're doing right now is you're giving yourself space. I think I might have even told you this when we were talking about this. You're giving yourself space to grow, and you're literally becoming a eight, a nine, a ten mm -hmm. in your in your your person as a whole. Uh, that you're going to attract an eight, a nine, or a ten of 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 a spouse, of that yeah. person that you're trying that lifelong partner you're trying to attract into your life. But if you never would have given yourself space to that, that eight or nine or ten would have been where you're at now and would have seen that red flag in you. Yeah. And so people don't understand that they have to give themselves time in order to get there, in order to attract the person they want. They just take what there's what's in front of them. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a big thing in our generation is people date to date, not because they like, like, it's not like, like when I get into a relationship, I want it to be because not because I wanted a relationship, but because I wanted to spend a lot of time with this person because I really like this person, you know, not because I'm like, you know what? I need a boyfriend in the next few months. Like, let me start. Let me, let me find one. And yeah. that's what, that's the way a lot of people in our generation, that's the way they work. Mm. And that's, I think what's wrong and why I don't know. But, and I think like I said in the beginning, the lack of transparency between people and the fear I don't know. Like there's just the dating right now sucks. Yeah. And I don't know where it went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. My, literally okay. my wife, Taylor, we, when we first started talking, I think it was probably two weeks in and so like really seriously talking and, and hanging out where it may have been, it was two weeks to a month in where we were like, literally, she said to me, she had cooked, we had both cooked for each other on like hanging out for the first time. Mm -hmm. You could argue it was a first date. Um, and then she cooked for me. And she said, she was like, I need to know where this is going because I don't cook for my guy friends. And what she did was, it wasn't like, Good a, for her. it wasn't like a, you better, like you better, da, 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 da. it wasn't in an arrogant way or in a judgmental way. She was like, I need clarity right now yeah. because I don't stick around for people that lead me on. And it, yeah. it caused me to, to make a decision of, okay, if I see this woman as someone as a potential lifelong partner, a spouse, a potential wife, I need to be willing to put in some more effort and, and to, to give her some more security. Yeah. This is crazy because me and my coworker were having this exact conversation at lunch today about like, why is it so wrong or seen as so embarrassing to ask a guy or a girl, like, you know how everyone's like, D she hit you with the, what are we? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah. like if I'm hanging out with a guy and I'm wondering like, does he see me as a friend or does he see me as someone he would potentially date? And I'm just sitting here hanging out with you wondering that for months, 
And, and then I'm always just like, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to know eventually. But I, I'm, I want, like, I think I talked to you about this too. I'm very good at compartmentalizing my relationships. So if someone, if I like someone and I, they, I figure out that they don't like me, okay, well, we can still be friends, but I need to know that sooner rather than later. Yeah. But that's just so frowned upon. And it's like, I feel like props to your wife because as yeah. a girl, it's so scary. Yeah. And like the amount of times I've wanted to do that, but I yeah. chicken out every time because, and I was thinking about this earlier, like the fear of rejection is kind of like, it overcomes you. But yeah, if you're meant to be with someone, you're meant to be with someone. It's you're like, if you're getting rejected, that means you're one step closer to finding someone who's a good fit for you or just sees the value in you that you see in them. Like, if you like someone a lot and you love all these qualities about them, but they don't see that in you, that's okay. But yeah. you're going to find someone who does. Yeah. And I think... You, uh, okay, sorry. I was, was going to say, I sorry. think that's a hard thing for people to realize and, like, it, when you're within the situation. That's yeah. the, that's the yeah, sales yeah. training in you is that every <laughs> no you get is one step closer to your first yes. <laughs> no, they do tell us that, which I don't know how true that is, but I think in dating, it's... It's pretty valid because if you're dating someone who doesn't really like you, you're holding yourself back because that you're not going to be looking elsewhere. Mm -hmm. mm. That's so true. Or do you like, do you believe in like the one? Do you think like there is a person that like everyone is Soulmates? meant for? Yeah. Um, I, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I also, I go back and forth. Me too. Yeah. But I think that I think soulmates come in a lot of forms. I think some of my friends are like my soulmates. I think yeah, my dog's sure. my soulmate. Yeah. I think, you know, and I yeah. have, I would a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Or like, like, I think my cousin's my soulmate. Like mm -hmm. I think about that. I'm like, we're born into the same family and we are best friends and we get along so well. Like, that's crazy. Like that was meant to happen. Yeah. But do I think that there's one man somewhere in this world for me that if I don't find him, nothing like I'm right. Right. No. Right. Right. No, mm -hmm. I think you probably have multiple soulmates mm -hmm. and multiple people that you could get along with really well. And yeah. that what you're, you're probably, hopefully everyone's going to find one. Yeah. But I don't think that there's just one man in this world that could love me the way that I should be loved. Yeah. Or I, that I would love him the way that he should be loved. I think, I don't know. It's, well, it's just always been so interesting, interesting to me. Um, what do they call it? Uh, the like assigned marriage or. Oh, arranged um, marriages. Arranged marriage. Yeah. And like how those typically last longer yeah, and, told, are, yeah. and are happier than because they people have, who just yeah. date or whatever. And so I do think that when you choose someone, whether it was meant to be or not, like when you are married, like, you know, I think, I mean, as a Christian, like biblically, biblically, you should like, they become the one like, yeah. Okay. You ha like then that. you would have, like, you have to work for that. I think you have like an obligation to, mm -hmm. unless, but, unless, of course. Yeah, of course, unless something... I yeah. Like you're being yeah. abused or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. 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 I don't... So we have to put that disclaimer. Right, yeah, I, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I don't think I believe in the, the one, but I believe in meant to be. Like, mm. it's like, if he doesn't like me back, it's because we weren't going to be good together. Yeah. That's yeah. what... I mean, that's at least maybe how I comfort myself. Yeah. <laughs> if someone doesn't like me back. But I don't think... Like, because they don't see the value that you bring and in, in, in you need to know as... A single individual the value you're bringing in and yeah. if they can't see that then you can give that to someone else yeah i the way i always looked at it is i am trying to better myself because 
how can I expect my wife to be loving, to communicate well, Mm -hmm. to treat me with respect if I don't bring that first? Yeah. So I always came about it with that mentality and I did in my head, it just, maybe this was more comforting than anything, but I always just in my head was praying like, Lord, I believe that you have someone out there for me and that as long as I keep and continue in your will, that I have a chance of Mm -hmm. meeting them. But I, I kind of maybe use that to keep myself in check of like, okay, if I stop, if I stop doing what I'm supposed to do, then why would that person who I want to be with be with me? Yeah. And so I, I was kind of just used it as a way to try to yeah. you know, make well, myself better. <laughs> the, yeah. The, I mean, I think it's in Proverbs where it says that like the Lord directs the footsteps of the righteous. Yeah. And I think that has always been huge for me because it kind of, it's like, okay, God, if I just, if all I'm like concerned about is just my relationship with you, yeah. then you're going to direct my footsteps. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, maybe some someone comes along, maybe not. But that's like, it's almost yeah. like people go the opposite route where it's like, they just, you know, they're just, they're just trying to find the one mm-hmm. and that's all they're like looking for. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I just don't think that helps. Yeah. Okay, just a disclaimer. Like when you, when you say righteous and we don't mean self-righteous we don't mean like by our own accord are we right yeah right right but because like we have faith in god and he's made us right exactly i know you mean that but i'm just saying for anyone listening who doesn't maybe not understand that yeah yeah because we're self-righteous yeah as you are pursuing the lord yeah the lord considers you righteous pretty much yeah guide your steps yeah and he will guide your steps therefore yeah i think but i think like what you're saying is just kind of like you know they're saying like you can't be loved until you love yourself or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of the same concept. Like if you, if you haven't grown for yourself, like I, I'm not putting work into myself because I want a husband mm. necessarily. Yes, I'm putting right, work right. into myself to improve myself to one day attract someone who will have the same mindset as I do, but it's not for, it's not because I like this boy and I need to be good enough for him. So I'm going to do, no, I'm doing it for myself and for a lifetime of happiness for myself. That, that one thing I think will come with that is marriage, but it's not for the sake of finding a husband. It's for the sake of being happy Mm. with who I am. Right. Mm. That's 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you, then you are, who you want to be and the person that falls in love with you or whatever, they love you for who you mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. for your full self. Yeah. You're not trying to be someone else for that person. Yeah. 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 And I think that's like a lot of our generation gets caught up in morphing into who they are dating or who they're around. But yeah, yeah. I think, I, I don't know. I think as I'm getting older, I'm starting to, like, I don't know if it was coming out of my last relationship, but when I meet people, I like, or meet boys, I'll be like, okay, I like these things about him. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about these things. And I could see that, th- like, it's weird. Like, I'd be like, I think we get along really well in this way. But, like, I think I'm more intentional when I'm meeting people. Mm. Like, if I go on a date or something than I was ever before I before I was like mm. he's cute and he makes me laugh I really like him but now oh. it's like I feel this way when I'm with him and we have I know we were talking about this like I learn when I'm with you or like I feel like 
validated when I'm with mm. you. And I don't mm. think I felt that with him. And I think that's like a good growth that I've had. But I don't know. I think where where my frustration was coming from our last conversation is just like you can I can feel all these ways about someone and not know how they feel. Yeah. And mm. and just sit around wondering. Mm. And I think that's what we a lot of us do these days. Yeah, that is very frustrating. It's yeah. I don't I I would I remember I was telling my coworker, I was like, you know what? I think like Everyone says how fun it is to have a crush. I don't think there's anything worse. <laughs> because if it's a crush, it's like, oh, because I like him, but I don't know if he likes me. You know, that yeah. that's what I distinguish as a crush. Um, or it's just very new. Yeah. But sitting around and being like, oh, what does it does he see me as a friend? Or does he or like I'm really bad about okay, so he said this and this and this. So that must mean <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't, he wouldn't yeah. have said that if he doesn't yeah. like me, right? And I'm asking my friends, right? Everybody and like, does that. No, and yeah. I'm, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. really bad about it. And so, and it's just like, why can't we be so straightforward? And the book I'm reading tells, I was telling him, I'm reading this book called The Rules, which is basically, it was written a long time ago by women to basically how you make, not make, how you ensure that when you're (laughs) when you're dating someone like we're gonna you're gonna win them over for the long run for marriage and you're gonna keep winning them over within marriage and it's a very very interesting book you said it was written a long time ago well i don't know how long ago but it's just like old-fashioned oh okay i think the people who wrote it are still alive so couldn't oh okay okay but like before there were cell phones there was something she she said that i was like wow that is crazy i would (laughs) never do that and then there's other things she said i was like that makes sense. And that's what we talked about. Like, you got you got to be able to distinguish between the two. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, like, I'm reading this book, and if I believed everything that it said, which it literally talks about people like me who read the book and don't listen to it <laughs> by the rules. But I just think times have changed, and I think I have too strong of a personality to follow those rules to a yeah. T because I'm, I don't know, I don't want... and. And I remember discussing it with you, some of it seems also even just like a little manipulative because like, like hanging up the phone after 10 minutes, no matter where the conversation is at, just to have the power, like, okay, I'm not going to do that, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. But I've been reading that book and it's telling me like, you never show interest. You miss his calls and you don't call him back because if he really likes you, he's going to call you again. But like, but what if I want to answer the phone, <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. And so like, I think that's also where a lot of it's been coming from because like, this is telling me like, it, oh, you like, don't be transparent. Don't ever let them know that you like them. That's crazy. But it's just like. That's so crazy to me. That's what the book is saying? Basically. Interesting. I'm only like on rule 27, but. <laughs> and this is, but you said it came out, it was published like before cell phones? Mm-hmm. so it that's why it's also outdated like it's whenever like your mom would get your and be like johnny called for you today while you were at school yeah okay you know so that's like so i think that's kind of part of it but i don't know i've i've been like really debating a lot of things since i started reading <laughs> that book yeah some of the things you were saying i was i was like if a girl that to me see ya but it's because like also also i don't want a boy, like if I like a boy, 
I don't want him to sit and wonder if I like him like I'm like I'm probably doing about him because like it's just like it's not a good feeling and I if I meet someone I see all these good things and I want to be able to like you know how good it feels when someone compliments you in like in like a meaningful way like I want to be able to give that to someone and I don't want to have to be like oh he's calling well I already talked to him today I can't answer (laughs) yeah Or like where I think we were talking about how like oh he texted me back and it took three hours so now I need to take five. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) wild. But that's wild. It's so specific. (laughs) But that's how a lot of people. The book is called Rules. I'm reading all the rules because there's a rules and the rules too, and I bought the book with both of them put into one. Oh jeez. But it was like a t- it's like all the rules, a timeless something to finding tra- <laughs> so Mr. Funny. Right. That's crazy. Okay, so this is this is really inter- interesting to me. So in high school and even in middle school, we had a friend growing up who was like, you know, always in a relationship. He was that guy that like mm-hmm. just could not not be in a relationship <laughs> ever, ever. Like I think I don't really remember a time that he wasn't like either like if he wasn't talking to someone he was trying to yeah and um after uh he just got out of a relationship for like a year he was in the relationship for a year and uh you know and after you know literally like all these girls he's dated right just relationship to relationship and then we were just about to graduate no this is right after he graduated high school and he comes to us like our like you know all of our guy friends mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, dude, so do you guys know? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, we've been talking for like, you know, like a month or two. And now things are getting serious and we're going to get married. We were like, wait, dude, what? You guys going to get, wait, like you're going to get married. And not only that, they wanted to get married. Like it was like, I think it was March when he told us and they wanted to get married in June. <laughs> how he? wild is that dude did he, did he yeah they got well, okay Whoa, so we what? were we were all just like <laughs> dude i don't know i might we might have to <laughs> we can yeah we can be about these names um <laughs> but we were like dude this is not a good idea you you just got out of like this relationship you've been in so many relationships and you're just like when you know you know and i was like we were we got him to Wait until October. So they got married in October. Are they still married? They're still married. Good for them. Yeah. Maybe so, it is like that then. Dude, that, that that's like what is fascinating to me is that sometimes yeah. it just like... But do you believe in the when you know, you know? I don't know. Because it seems like in instances like that... Sometimes it happens. I can weigh in on this one. Oh yeah, he's okay. literally married. Let's hear it. I, for me, I think that's a very, very rare mm-hmm. occurrence. I but agree. yeah, I will say this: that I also felt that same pressure to be like, oh, I have to date her for at least a year, and then we have to be engaged for at least because then we'll be judged by people, and then they might be right. And what if they're right and we don't? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I did feel that for sure. And I also hindsight's always twenty twenty. I will say that as well. And I knew. 80% by three months that I could marry this person and I would be 80% sure that we would be okay. In three months. In three months. And I would, 
I will say as well, we had, we were very purposeful in the conversations we had. So we weren't just going around dating like, oh my gosh, that flower's really pretty. Do you like flowers? I like flowers. What flower do you like? Like you're having like deep, meaningful conversations we were like, from the okay, beginning. Do you think that, uh, that just war theory is true? Like, wait, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of joking a little bit, but we really did have conversations that were like very serious because we wanted to know, is this someone that I can spend time with long-term? Yeah. And I, I really think that there's a point where you can get, you can get to a person where you know about 80% if that person is good or not. And you should be able to cut it off by that point. Yeah. But, but like the timeline, I feel like, and and so when are you supposed to know that? So from that point, from that point on, it was, I just asked myself, could I genuinely see myself waking up every day and going through difficult situations with this person? So you got to kind of ask yourself, okay, how did this person respond to a stressful situation that we've been in? When, when we were trying to get somewhere and we were late, like it's just practical stuff. When we were trying to get to an event and we were late, did they, did they lose their temper very quickly with me? If they did, guess what? I can be pretty sure that if any situation becomes more stressful than getting somewhere late, they're going to lose their temper with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't have a, a logical conversation with them uh, beyond that point of stress. And so that's a, that's a flag for me that I should, that I should really consider. (laughs) Um, So for me, it was very practical in that way. And yeah, there was a 20% chance that they could, they could do something or something could come up that I don't know about. But if I know enough about that person, then I know enough that we can work through that situation. And so I, I knew enough about their habits and about how they handled situations because I had been in a few relationships beforehand and I had the, I had that to look back mm-hmm. on. If this was my first relationship, I would have leaned even, even more heavy on my parents, uh, my mentors, things like that. But I, I can see if people don't have strong mentors, if they don't have strong voices in their life, they could easily make a very, 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 very poor decision yeah. on someone, or they could just not be confident in the person that they're going to spend the rest of their life with. So I, I wouldn't say that, I would say that it is true that you can, oh, you know, you know, when you know, when you know, you know, <laughs> when you know, you know, I think it's just cliche sometimes. Yeah. But like, yeah, for sure. I also feel like, which I don't know, but I feel like sometimes I meet people there's like a certain feeling I get when I'm around a certain type of person and there's been people that that feeling's not there. Mm. You know what I mean? That's but, your intuition. But, but, that, but that could also be misconstrued infatuation. Sure. Yeah. So that's what I think about a lot. Like when I meet someone that I really like, how do I decipher? Am I infatuated with him? Mm-hmm. Am I creating something in my head that might not be who he even is yeah or like i guess like as you spend more time with someone you figure out if it was infatuation or not yeah. but how do you know at those beginning stages when you like yeah. when it's before you're dating and you're deciding do i want to date this person yeah okay I, I have a question like what do you what do you guys think about like the different levels of dating like talking dating yeah like the talking the dating oh my gosh and then like <laughs> I mean, like we're I not think, dating. We're talking. I hate yeah. that. Yeah. Do, do you hate that? 
I hate that. But it's also like from the confusion of are we talking? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. are we just hanging out as friends? How many girls are you talking to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we? Ex- I I I like the are we exclusive? Mm-hmm. I like that because this might upset some people in the room, but I don't think that until you have that conversation that you owe it to someone to be a hundred percent exclusive. Like mm-hmm. if you're dating someone very, very casually and well, this one of my friends just recently got into a relationship and I was playing devil's advocate because she hadn't been single for very long and she started seeing this new guy. Someone else asked her on a date and I told her to go <laughs> because I was like, and I think that you can, I can also help you see if you really like, mm. but I see your face. I, I, no, I'm, I'm just, I also I'm, think though, if I'm like, if I were talking to someone and I got on several dates with them and someone else asked me on a date, I would not just go, I would bring it up to the person that I'm already like going on dates with and be like, how does this make you feel? Or are you okay with that? And because I want the person that I'm going to date or marry to be like, I don't want you to go. Right. But, yeah. but when they hit you with the, well, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Then, okay, I'm yeah. going to go because right, I right, want right. you to be confident enough in where we're headed that where you can be like, I can't tell you not to go. Maybe you can say that. I can't tell you not to go, but I'd really, really not like you to go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's very important that you're saying that uh, you're hoping someone would say that to you, not in a manipulative way, but in a way that's respectful. Yeah. And just, just literally li- honest. Literally honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and it, you could also see how they react. Like, are you going to yell at me and be like, why would you go on with someone? Else? You know, I yeah, think that, yeah. I think that's, but but there's also this there's also like when do you know when you're at the time when you've been hanging out with someone where it's appropriate to even ask that Mm. that's what we were talking about today so we've hung out like we've hung out sometimes but i still don't know for sure if if he likes me or if he's even seeing this going towards a relationship or if he's just hanging out with me to hang out with me so you know it's like okay well do if i what if i ask him and he's like what we're just friends you know yeah I do think at some point, like, either side needs to make it clear, like, yeah. where you're at. And so, I, for me, because I think there is a difference between talking and dating. Like, there is a difference. Like, for me, I can, I think I can be, like, if I just, like, like a girl, like, and I'm, like, interested. And, like, yeah, like, I want to go talk to her and, like, maybe go get coffee and just talk. But I think, like, beyond that, if I'm going to, like, if I then just, and I, I think, like, I would make it clear like yeah let's just get coffee it's not a big deal whatever right just talking and then if like i decide okay i like this where this is going and i want to pursue this girl pretty much then i feel like that is when i would make the decision like okay i like like, to take you out on a date yeah i would take you out on a date and then probably ask you to be my girlfriend Mm. right and then like now that like now that relationship is more like like i'm committed to this relationship pretty much Mm -hmm. and so but then that's not like committed to marriage i don't think yeah i think it's more just like okay i'm not going to see any other girl any other girl right now i'm going to invest my time in you Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's important to make those stages clear yeah but no one does and that's no one does yeah yeah. i totally agree and so i would say something like listen i'm not trying to manipulate you in any way or anything like that I simply, out of my own self-respect, want to ask you, what are your intentions? Because 
there, and there, and this, you're not going to do this like the very first time you hang out, probably not the second, maybe not even the third. But like, if you're three months into hanging yeah. out with someone a lot and you haven't had a conversation where you're like, I don't mean this to sound weird or I don't want to press you in any way, but I respect myself and I respect you. And I would like to know where this is headed because I enjoy hanging out with you. Yeah. And I don't want you, if I'm going to, hang out with you exclusively, I would like you not to do that with any other people. I would like to go on dates with you. There's a, there's a conversation like that that should happen. And if frankly, that person thinks you're weird for saying that, that's a red flag. Yeah. Then you don't want them anyways. Yeah. But I just, yeah. I just think that nowadays hanging out with a boy or a girl has become so casual and it's not like, let me pick you up and open your door for you and come to the door. And like, like it used to be like, okay, that's clearly a date. Mm hmm. But my yeah. friend that I was just talking about who I was having this conversation with, she had a guy who actually did that. And she's still wondering, like, does he like me? <laughs> but but I get it because it's just like... Yeah. And then... And well, then, it's tough because there are... Like, I've always been taught to do that for any girl no matter what. That's exactly or what I'm going to say. I would do for anybody. Like, it doesn't matter. Or, like, or like, if you go to get coffee and he buys it for you. Do, okay, is this a date or is he just a, being a gentleman? Yeah. Because I've had guy friends buy me my coffee. My wife, would, yeah. my wife would definitely chime in right now and she would be like, I have something to say because when I first, I, the way I would basically get optics on a girl is if I could not hear them talk to, in a group setting, I would say something like, hey, I'm going to go do, I was in college, so I would say, I would go do homework. I'm going to do homework. Would you like to come with me? And if they would say, uh, no, that's fine because I'm going anyway. So yeah. I would feel yeah. less rejected. Yeah, we talked about this. Okay, so that's what I would say. And then when she, my wife said, uh, yeah, sure, I'll go with you because it's, it's, there's not any pressure, right? It's like, would you go on a date with me? And so like, she didn't wear any makeup. She didn't like do anything with her hair. She, she, but she thought it was a date, but I brought my book back. I literally brought my bag with my books in it yeah. and I didn't pay for her coffee. <gasps> you didn't? No, I didn't because... We were just going to go do homework. Like, I wasn't trying to take her on a date. But did you guys go up to order the coffee together and you paid for yours and did she pay for hers? I didn't get it. I don't think I got anything. Okay. But she, she got some coffee. Uh, and what? so she was like kind of... Everything's she told me later. She told me later. She was like, I will, he didn't buy my coffee. And I was like, oh my gosh, I totally read this wrong. But we sat down. <laughs> we sat down, but we ended up just talking for like two hours, right? And so after that, I was like, okay, I, I like... I really like this girl and I see a lot of green flags. I see a lot of good things about her. So I'm going to, uh, I, and I said, well, I bet I, we we're talking later. And I was like, well, I bet I could, I bet I can cook better than you. And so she was like, oh yeah. Yeah. I said, yeah. Let me, we had a kitchen in our dorm. I said, let me reserve the kitchen and I'll cook you a meal and you can, you can do it to yourself. And I said, but you have to bring three. Th she didn't have an Instagram at a time. She, at the time she had deleted it. And I was like, you have to bring three things that are important to you and you have to tell me why. And so by doing that, I showed her that by spending time with you, I'm now going to invest money to go buy these groceries. I'm going to invest time by cooking a meal for you. I'm going to show you that I have a trait that is uh, of value, but I also want you to bring something to the table. I want you to bring those things that are important to you and I want you to bring your vulnerability and tell me why. Yeah. You don't have to be super vulnerable, but just tell me why. Because I was gaining... And then yeah, you made it clear. Yeah, you made it clear there. But. But you did, like, you were definitely interested in her. Yeah, I was interested in her, but I wasn't like, I, I wasn't like, after that date, I wasn't like, I want you to be my girlfriend. After that, she was like, I want to do something yeah. for you now. 
but I just think that there's such a like also just like a stigma behind like who asks to hang out first or sure. yeah it's a game I've texted yeah, it like it is a game. I've it's texted a game. him first three times in a row I can't text him first ever yeah. again there's an aspect of that you it's can't a, you can't ignore yeah there it's is a, a game and everybody is like reading into everything trying yeah. to figure out like but what the why, person is thinking but why is that the way it is like why can't you just after hanging out a few times being like so what what's going on here but I've, I've had it happen to me on the first like hangout but i think I, if you miss the window of the first hangout then it's you're kind of like when do you do it now right because if you're doing it the first time just being like well i just want to make sure we're on the same page and i'm not reading this wrong or whatever yeah like what 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 is going on here but then say you've hung out four or five six times and it's still then yeah. now it's just like well are we like the same thing are we just friends and like or like am i gonna because like some people i think just like to take things really slow and so am i gonna overwhelm him and scare yeah, him because yeah, and like, i don't think if if that does overwhelm him or her i don't think that's necessarily like a red flag per se as sure. just like they would just take more time to understand what's going on yeah but it's all like it's all like i guess timing and then you're like oh i don't i don't want to and then it's like part of you is just like well i don't some of you doesn't want to know because if the answer is no you <laughs> yeah, don't want to yeah, hear yeah, it yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or like is this going to ruin our friendship like sure. if i ask yeah. him are what yeah. are we just friends or like yep. and he says oh yeah we're just friends well is he going to feel bad and not want to hang out with me again? Like, it's sure. just so much of that. And I just wish people would just be straightforward from the beginning. Like yeah. there is definitely a whole bunch of nuance to it. There's, that's why I don't like that book. Cause there's, there's really not rules to it. Yeah. There's, there's general, there's general things that society accepts as things. But they're time tested um, secrets. It says it on the cover. Clearly <laughs> it's been on the best. I'm sure it's been on the best sellers list. It must be. I think, I think no matter what, the first hangout will always be a gamble, mm. like on both sides, because I could pay for the coffee or I couldn't. True. And it's like, it's going to be read into no matter what, like True. it's all, you're always trying to play the game the, on the first hangout, especially even the first question. If I ask a girl to hang out, it's like, okay, is he asking me because he wants, because he likes me? Is he asking me because he just wants to hang out? It's like immediately there's that gamble of trying to figure out like yeah okay, what is this person what's their intentions yeah but i think like you can't get there's no getting around that but by the second or third or fourth time you guys have hung out i think there needs to be a conversation i feel like intentions should be made clear mm. like it's like if especially if i do like this person i feel like i should tell them mm. yeah but i think everyone's just so roundabout these days mm -hmm. like yeah like I'm not gonna go up to a guy and be like, I like you, but I'll be like, you look really nice today. Or like, I enjoy, sure. I enjoy being with you because of this. That I'm not, but I don't think I would, like, it's too scary to be like, I, I really like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I off the first, like off the rip, yeah. But it's if, a gamble. But I mean, if I'm telling a guy, oh, you look really nice today. Well, he could be like, I mean, like I've told my friends, I looked nice before. They looked nice before, like the like, or like I really like I like really like our conversations we have. Well, I like the conversations I have with my friends. So like they could be confused by what I'm saying yeah. too. And yeah. it, but it's just like, but I feel like if I'm just like I really like you, then that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There, yeah. There's definitely a nuance to it. But I, I think 
you can communicate without saying the words. Like you can say something like, like, I really had a nice time tonight. I really appreciate you coming over and doing these things. Um, and then later on, you'd be like, hey, I'm going, I'm going to this place. You want to come with me? Or yeah. There's those things like that. But I, I, I think that you can, like, people get stuck in, like, a little tango of doing the same, like, um, like, oh, yeah, like, today was really fun. Yeah, I had a great time, too. Like, thanks for coming. And then, like, you leave and be like, okay, like, when, when do you, when do you, when does someone make the decision to have like a real grown up conversation about it without being overwhelming? Yeah, that is the I feel like when you know for sure that, like, okay, I do like this person, and like you are intentionally trying to hang out with them because you like them, then I think. I think it should be, like, your obligation to tell them. Okay. As soon as possible. But is that... Mm. Do you think that as, like, you because you're a boy? Or, like, do you think the same would go for me as a girl? Because this is this I, is where we go... The book yeah. says the girl. Like, <laughs> I could I could love this man <laughs> and want to marry this man right now. But you would never but let him But you know. should yeah. not ever let him know that you see him any different. It literally said, treat the man of your dreams like the man that you do not like that keeps calling you. Yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> But it's because um. See, this is a this is a difficult question to answer because there is an element of generalization because most most men want to feel like there is a little bit of like a a dance. There's a little bit of a like back and chase. forth. There's a little bit of a yeah. chase. That's what my and, dad tells me. And there are some guys that don't. Yeah. You can't stereotype every guy to you be can't. one way. And some guys are more in tune with their emotions. Yes. And some guys are maybe scared more of rejection. Or some guys are just like shyer and like, I'm very outward. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like sometimes maybe people are like, well, I f like I'm so outward that if they're like, if she's not making, doing something bold, then she's not going to do it because of the way her personality is. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, oh, he's just like a little shyer and quieter and like, now I have to do, like, I have to take that step. But then it's like, in the book, it says that if, if they're not going to come, like, approach you, then you, they don't want you. Mm. I think this book is really confusing you. <laughs> okay, like, but I was already confused before. It's just it's so funny because I've literally heard, like, the opposite for guys, too. Well, I've been, and then it said in the book, <laughs> after we had our conversation, I kept reading, and it was like, don't go asking your guy friends what they think of this. They're not going to tell you what they actually <laughs> think. And I'm like, because I started Lonely. asking some of my other guy friends too after our conversation. Mm -hmm. But all of them, all of them were like, yeah, I mean, I'd love for a girl to like be straightforward with me and tell me or like m make like a bold like, but it's just like, oh, you asked him out, you know, like, like, hey, I'm, yeah. I'm going to grab a coffee. Would you like to join? Like. That's like, that makes me feel like I just asked a boy on a date. Really? Yeah. But then, and then it's like. That feels so like, no, that feels like no pressure to me. Yeah. But then it's just like. Yeah. Yeah. But I hate the no pressure thing and that everything's so chill because then you don't know um, yeah. what it is. That's what I'm saying. The first one is always going to be. So that, You're not always, I don't know. But like did, you, gotta get, you just have to get, you have to just go. Did you like it when the girl 
uh, asked you on the first date what your intentions were? Did you like that? Or were you like, why did she just ask Okay, she didn't even, okay, it was, I, I, I had a BOGO to Chipotle. <laughs> Okay. Hey, I love Chipotle. I freaking love Chipotle, dude. It's like my life source. Where did you get a boat? Uh, buy one, get one free from Chipotle. Because you dude, had all the points? Or... It was the most random thing. My older brother, Austin, had flown to Sagu to take me and my other brother, Jared, who also flew to Sagu. And we went to a Supercross race. And he was like, hey, dude, have a BOGO. And just gave it to me. <laughs> the most, dude, heard the most random thing like ever. Maybe and so it just sat in my room like forever. So you told the girl you had a BOGO? And after all she wanted all to I said, I was like, I mean, because we had started like, you know, it was, we were like walking across campus and like we'd say hi or whatever. And then we were like literally texting on Instagram. And I think she texted me first. I'm pretty on Instagram. Mm, she did. She slid into his. I'm hands. pretty sure. And then I literally, one night I was like, hey, like, I'm going to go to Chipotle and I have a buy one, get one free. If you want to come with me, you can. And then like, she was, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she like off the rip. She was like, wait, before you, y'all were at Chipotle when this conversation's happening. No, like I'm in my room. I just sent the text. Before you even went. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, wait, so like, what is this? It's just like a, or whatever. And I was like, she went for it. What did you yeah. say? I was like, I'm just going to Chipotle. If you want to so come you didn't like me, her. You like that i was interested in her but you're you don't want to let her know that right because why wouldn't you be like i i i felt like because we were messaging on instagram the way that we were i mean not i mean it wasn't like weird or anything but like we were going out of our way to talk to each other on instagram so like i felt like me asking her to go chipotle i mean it was just a chill like, but then you just said i'm going to chipotle and you but, okay but we had we had never even had like an actual conversation oh in so you didn't want to set too high expectations exactly in case you didn't yeah like her. i just okay, literally wanted to have a conversation that's with her. yeah that's yeah and also like, we literally said hi to each other at the lunch line and i think that she i forget what she did but she messaged me on instagram like apologizing for something stupid like, she just wanted to never she just wanted to talk to me yeah oh, so for sure yeah. So did y'all yeah. go to Chipotle? So yeah, we went to Chipotle. How'd it go? And it was okay. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> the conversation started off like very casual, and then it just like led into. I mean, she just spilled like all of her like. It says life. in the book to not do that. <laughs> I mean, and I'll get behind that. It was one. yeah. It was. I mean, I appreciated that she like trusted me to say a lot. Of, like just kind of like. I don't know. Say, like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But, and I felt bad because I almost felt obligated to do the same then, but oh, I didn't want to. Yeah, you know? first conversation. Yeah. conversation. Yeah. But you know what? Instead of like, instead of whenever, like, I, I understand like the trust, but it's like, oh, he like spoke to me about his parents or this or that. And I'd be like, I feel like even just something like that is like very like, like, I appreciate that as someone that might have interest in me and trusting of me because, like, I'm not going to be, like, talking about my family really with, like, people that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but it wasn't just that. She was, like, <laughs> I remember she she had a nose ring. And, like, I remember, I forget how she worded it, but she was, like, are, you know, are you okay with that? Like, at Chipotle? Yes. <laughs> And so this is so it, much better because it, it was like at, at that point where it was like okay this is kind of like a little much did you go out and get with her again yeah we 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 tried talking for 
tried. Maybe like a month, but she was weird. She said she <laughs> like. Fit. She just said that she would like feel uncomfortable around me, or whatever. But like, I don't. That's not nice. Yeah, I don't know what the heck I did. Like, it was just. She was strange. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, okay. Yeah. Then that's that's probably not like a great example of like. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's okay. Let's look at it though. She she had never had a conversation with him and immediately asked, "What is this?" That is too soon. After she DM'd me, categorically too soon, to me. And yeah, because she especially because she, she DM'd you immediately yes. started started treating it as it was like as if this was like. You asked her out on this first date or whatever, and you were like, "Yeah, we're. I want to date you." Whereas you never really yeah, said that. Yeah. You were just trying to have a conversation. Because I never had an actual conversation. Because you never had an actual yeah. conversation yeah. with her. That yeah. is totally. Valid. I think that's that's a totally valid thing to want to do. No, yeah, that's valid. Yeah. Once I figured out that part, I appreciate part, that. <laughs> validating you. No, yeah, but and I, but I think it's just frustrating as a girl that everything is so casual mm-hmm. like that, like because and then like. Because I would wonder, too, I mean, I don't know. Chipotle is kind of a crazy place for a first date, so I'd probably just be like... Yeah. But also, it's like, if every... Like, when does the casualness stop? And when should yeah. the... When should someone be like, like, cook like cook, cook me dinner or take me to dinner? Like, everything's just like... You know what I mean? Like, every, yeah. oh, I'm going here. Do you want to join? Or like, mm-hmm. everything... Like, I think that i don't know i just think you can get down a rabbit hole of keep trying to keep it casual and never wanting to be the one person to break the yeah very true yeah i in my opinion in my opinion if a man is really and truly serious about about wanting to to be serious with you he will do something that will show you and i mean what i mean by that is he may not be the person the personality to take you on a super formal date Maybe he's just getting started in the world. He doesn't have a lot of money. Maybe he, maybe he like takes you on a picnic or maybe he cooks like a really simple meal for you or does something in a way that you should be able to tell by his personality that that was a big step yeah. for him. Yeah. For him. We can't just put these cata- we can't just put these scenarios on people and be like, he doesn't take you to the five-star restaurant the first date. He's not a good man. You can't do that. Yeah, but I just think I'm just speaking more of like the intention behind action. Exactly. But it's like it's like, am I here with this guy right now truly because he was just gonna do it and he was like, mm, I could use some company. Mm. Or is it because he's doing that he wasn't maybe not gonna do this, but <laughs> he wanted an excuse to see me. Like, if I tell a guy like, Hey, I'm going to get coffee. Would you like to uh, like? Do you want to join? I probably was like, How can I get this guy to hang out with me? Exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. that's how. But how do you know if like the other person thinks that same way? Gotta feel it out. I don't know. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you this. This is. This was, soft. No, this was spring semester freshman year. Okay, so there was like, I was in this group of friends that we started hanging out a lot, and there was a girl that I was starting to become interested in, right? Mm-hmm. And so we hung out for like pretty much the whole semester, and. Like, I wasn't, like, really sure if I, like, wanted to ask her out or anything. Um, but then I, like, then I, like, really started to like her a lot. Just from, like, the group setting? Yeah, yeah, from the group setting or whatever. And then, like, I just, I, was, I wasn't sure how she felt. And so then I'm, like, we're leaving home for summer, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm driving from Texas to Florida. Yeah. And I get a call from her. She's crying, like... Like, oh my gosh, like, I just miss you guys. Like, I miss being around all you guys, whatever, right? 
Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let that stand. So, I was like, wow, okay. Um, you tell stories really well, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I get home, right, and I'm like, I'm telling all my friends back home about this girl that like I'm interested in, and they're like, dude, you should tell her, bro. Like, just yeah. tell her that, like, just tell her you're interested. And I was like, you know what? Okay, I will. That night, I called her. And, okay, okay, wait, let me back up a little bit. She, I knew that she was already interested in another guy. But I, mm. from my understanding, it wasn't serious at all. Mm-hmm. And I, like, she was just kind of, like, feeling it out or whatever. And the fact that she called me crying, I was kind of like, okay, maybe I have a shot or whatever. Yeah, right. Right? So, I called her straight up and I was just like, hey, like, <laughs> I just want to let you know, like, I am into you and... I just, you. I was like, I just want to talk to you. Like, I just want to talk to you and get to know you on like a more intentional level, pretty much. Right? Yeah. Did she reject you? Why are you laughing? Okay, no. <laughs> because it's wild. It's just wild how this happens. So she said, she was like, wow, like, I can't remember how everything she said on the phone, but she was like, well, I'm gonna, you know, thank you for telling me. I'm gonna. Just give me like a little bit to think about it because this is like a big shock, whatever. So I was like, okay. But yeah, just let me know. Whatever. Like there's no pressure, whatever. I just wanted to tell you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I get a text from her later that night, probably like two hours later. And so <laughs> it was this whole long text. I forget everything, everything that she said, but she was like, so when you say like talk to me, are you saying like you want to talk to me like to like get married? Or like she went, she went from zero to hundred, dude. What? Like it was, like all of a sudden we're talking about marriage, and I was like, you don't even know if she likes you or not. Yeah. Now you do. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild, and she was. It was funny because, uh, she was like talking about how, like a few weeks before that, she was talking about how like she likes when a guy is very like intentional and like grabs the bull by the horns or whatever right oh and so, she was telling you that or a so group she had said that in the group so when i did that she was like Optics. she was like wow like you really grabbed the bull by the horns it was like it was so like dumb whatever <laughs> but but yeah like after that we like texted for maybe a month that mm-hmm. the summer and then she just ghosted me Oh. And then, what the and then I got a letter in the mail from her in like July. Like a love letter? No, it was like, hey, I'm really sorry about everything. Like, I just, I'm sorry for ghosting you. Like, wow. I just didn't like feel. I don't know. But it was just that it was like I don't like I didn't care. It was just like okay, whatever. Like I'm fine. I'm okay being single. Yeah. It was just that text that I got that she was like asking if I was wanting to talk to her to like marry her and i was just i just thought that was insane yeah is that not insane <laughs> well i feel like a more valid question would have been like are like i mean even th- it's early to ask that too but like are you meaning talking like working towards something more serious like i feel yeah, like okay. she could have said yeah, that, that would make sense. but i think i don't think like those kind of questions, like, okay, you told her that you were into her very I straightforwardly. Her, yeah, I told her I like you and I want to, I want to talk to you. And like, 
get to know you better. Yeah, yeah. I want to get to know you more. And so Instead I said, it's like a group. I think thing. after you guys talked for a while and she, if she felt any confusion, that would have been the time to be yeah. like, so when you told me that, were you talking about, or like, even now, are you thinking of moving somewhere more serious or is this just more mm -hmm. like laid back? Because I think yeah. like, I think you can like people in a lot of different ways. True. And like, that's like, I might like someone in a more serious way than they like me. Mm -hmm. And they might treat me like they like me a lot, but they're not looking for the same thing as me. True. Yeah. Good point. So, but the word marriage should, this was in the book, <laughs> the word marriage should not be used. I think it was like in the first like three to four <laughs> dates, even if you're like going to a wedding that weekend, you don't tell them you're going to a wedding because you don't want to identify marriage <laughs> with you okay, and I scare might, them. I might actually agree with that. Right? I think I'll no, agree I, with that. Yeah. I agree with that too. Even as a girl, like when guys make jokes like, oh, I love you or like, oh, I'd marry you. And it's really soon. It, it's like, at first it's a little endearing and like, haha, but then it's like, it's a little off putting. Uh, it is. It's so or, and it's yeah. like, how many people do you speak to like that? <laughs> or yeah. like, if you throw in the love word around, how would, if we dated, how would I know if, when you actually love me? Cause I know you don't love me right now. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, but wait, that, yeah, that's crazy. I don't know, but I think that's why, and, like, the way you said mm -hmm. she ghosted you, I think that's where all of this, like, lack of transparency comes from because people, like, it's uncomfortable, but people are too scared to be uncomfortable. They would rather just, like, yeah. horribly hurt someone by mm -hmm. just letting them just wonder than just being yeah. straightforward and having yeah. one uh, uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Literally, if she just would have texted me and was like, hey, I just don't think this is it, like, yeah and, okay <laughs> that's it yeah cool yeah. <laughs> but i mean i, yeah, I, I don't so i don't i could care less i couldn't care less i mean you probably cared yeah. a little right well, i'm saying like looking back on it like you yeah know, now like, in the grand scheme of things i, I think that, that could have also been a lot of like timing but i think yeah. a, a lot of dating is timing mm -hmm. and i think that everything situation oh i was gonna ask you guys this like, also, what do you think the difference is? Is like, so if I went, if I go and I meet a guy and we don't have, like, we don't know anyone in common and we're, like, hanging out one-on-one -on -one versus if he's part of my friend group and he asks me to go get lunch. Like, do you think, like, there's a differentiation there between relationships? Yes. Like, this yes. could just be he's just your friend, mm -hmm. but if he's hanging out with you one-on-one -on -one and you, know, you don't know anyone in common like how do you know that he's not just looking for a new okay friend? i think i agree i think because like if you're if it's the one if it's the guy that's like within the group setting i think you should make your intentions clear off the bat because then there's no guessing it's like because then because if it is just a friend that like you're all hanging out with all the time then that it, the, the, that question is there it's like okay is is, she, is he just asking me to go hang out because we're friends yeah. or whatever. I think the intention should be should be make made clear. Mm. Like oh, I want to get to know. Like you said, like I want to get to know you. Yeah, because like more. Yeah, but yeah, because I could have asked that girl at any point. Like, hey, do you want to go hang out? Or whatever, do you want to go get lunch? I just, so, but I made it clear. I mean, I'm not trying to say that like what I did was, you know, perfect. <laughs> yeah, like the you should do this, but so I felt like I because it just removed that question. But but like, but the same thing is if you're hanging out with someone who you don't share a friend group with or friends in common, you could still like how could you still know then that they're just like hey, spending time with you because they 
Like, how do you know that they don't just want a new friend? Do boys do that? <laughs> not with females. Not with females, really? typically, you know. Anytime, anytime a guy takes time out of his day to interact with you at all, uh, it is typically... Most, most of the time. Most yeah. of the time. Because he's like... Trying to feel it out. Yeah. yeah. He's, in, he's yeah. interested in some type of way and may not even know he's interested, but he is, for some reason, he's, man, I, I just want to, I wonder how she's doing. It could just be, it could just be, it could literally be anything, but if he's taking time out of doing whatever else he could be doing and he's interacting with you in any way, that is typically... Again, huge <laughs> emphasis. The disclaimer. Huge emphasis on typically. So people don't come back mad because yeah. the For one real. guy. Not every guy. Yeah. Typically. Typically. Yeah, That's I just. I think that like, after all of this conversation, the problem with our generation, I'm like I've solved it. Our generation <laughs> is dating, and like I'm guilty of it myself. Is and I and I kind of under like when we were talking at Starbucks. You try and put every man into one category of this yeah. is how they're going to act if they like me and this is how they're going to act if we're just friends. But truly, every person I've met and interacted with, both on friendship levels and romantically, are so, so different that I couldn't put them next to each other and compare. That's a great point. And I, th yeah. I think a trait that you have that will really help you is you actually think critically versus there's a lot of people who don't take time to parcel out these different these difficult questions and the fact that you're willing to take time out inside of a relationship is a huge quality because when these situations come up that could cause a fight you're able to take yourself out of the emotions mm -hmm. and critically think man what was he thinking about in this situation yeah could it have come across a different way and then how can i communicate to that to him without yelling at him so just the fact <laughs> that you're thinking about that is like it's a blessing and a curse, though, though, it because is. then you're yeah. gonna be you like. You can overanalyze. I think you do have analysis paralysis right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're analyzing. You are analyzing too much. But it's so fun to analyze people's like <laughs> it is, yeah. psychology. It, it is. It's but really I think fun. that like it's good whenever it's maybe they said something negative. Like, did he really mean that? But it's like, oh, he says like, I don't know, like something so surface level, and you're like, well, did he mean that like this or? Yeah. I do think you're right, though. I think a, I think a big part of the solution is just to be clear with your intentions. I think that would just... And maybe maybe figuring out the timing of that is, like, the more difficult part. I think that's yeah. what's difficult because... But at some point, you have to. Yeah, like you just got for, to. like, your own sanity. Yeah, Which, and for the other person's sanity, But you too. also don't want... Like, like, who wants to always... Okay, as a, I, I, especially, like, as a girl, like, I don't always want to have to be the person because I've come to this um, realization that I... I would prefer like transparency, but I don't always want to mm. be the one who has to do it. Yeah. yeah. And that's the whole thing behind this book is the way you date sets the precedence for the rest of the relationship and how you're married. And I do agree with that kind of in mm -hmm. some ways, like if yeah. you're always asking, you're m making the move on him first, he's going to just expect that. And he's not going to yeah. be yeah. put in effort because he just expects you to do it yourself. Mm. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. <sighs> It's not an easy it's not an easy thing. It's yeah. not an easy thing. It really is. Like it's why is it so complicated sometimes? No, it's so bad, like, but I also just think that like if you like 
time with like each individual person one way or another with time even if you don't ask you're gonna figure out mm -hmm. like one person's if he doesn't like you or she doesn't like you she's just not gonna re reach out anymore and then one person's like i used to always do this in college i'd stop reaching out and see if they ever reach out to me again mm -hmm. that's one way to do it you could be upfront and clear but you're gonna figure out one way or another and i think when you not to say that like when you meet someone who you're like meant to be with it's gonna happen immediately but you're gonna there's not going to be a time for you for them to for it to fizzle out or anything yeah. like that mm -hmm. it's going to continue on one way or another whether you're transparent and outward about it or whether you sit back and wait and then you guys kind of figure it out one way or another i think if you guys are a good match it's going to happen yeah mm -hmm. yeah well said yeah i, I was just going to say like the the thing that this is just stupid and a small thing but <laughs> texting dude like that's so true i cannot stand texting you hate texting i hate texting so you're not like, gonna text a girl even if you like her no i okay sorry let me rephrase <laughs> that i hate texting just to text mm. like like what what's up like yeah hey what's How up you? what are you up to and it's like dude i don't have time for that so if you like, like a girl Will you go a week without texting her or three days because you just don't like to text? See, this is no, the things okay. you have to look at because yeah, he's right. like, well, he hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't texted me in three or four days. Well, oh, it's okay. He's just not a texter. Uh, okay. It's a whole can of worms. That is a can of worms. Uh, no, I th if I liked a girl, like I would, pro I would reach out to her like occasionally, but, but not but, every day. But, <laughs> No, I mean, like, not... I don't want to have full conversations over text. Mm. Because when you Do, get like, together... Like, about random stuff. You know, like, what's your favorite color? Or, like, you know... <laughs> well, like, yeah, I want to have those conversations in person. Mm. And then... And I don't want to be on my phone while I'm with other people. Mm. And, like, and I, and I don't even want that to be, like, on my mind when I'm trying to, like, just do life. But, yeah, I think... I agree with that, and I think I've kind of changed that and i've been able to pick up on that with other people like yeah. like recently i told someone like i can't wait to tell you um i'm just like scared he's gonna hear this uh, <laughs> so you can just like, like be super he was like yeah. i can't wait to tell you uh what happened to me this week mm. and he was like we live very near each other very very near each other so mm. he said okay come tell me then so then I went and we had that conversation in okay, person. Yeah, yeah. So right. I was like, yeah. but, and I told, and I, I, you guys can tell I talk a lot. And when I was with him, I had like a list of things that I had thought about throughout that week that I was like, oh, I, I'm going to tell him this. Like, I'm, yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. able to do that and it was so much more fun. And I was able to see his reaction and, mm. and laugh and uh, keep the yes. conversation going than texting. And, the, and this was someone who didn't text much. So I was like, if he would have been texting me all the time, we wouldn't be having this good interaction. Yeah. You have, yeah, you have all those conversations over text, and then when you're around the person, like, you've already talked about all of it. And, and it's then like, what do you talk about? Yeah, now you're just, like, sitting there. That's a good point. And then you end up just watching Netflix for four hours. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, because with people that you don't text as much, you can sit there and talk for four hours and not run out of stuff exactly. to talk to, especially if you're first getting to know each other. Exactly. But if you're texting all day, what are you doing? What are you doing now? And you tell them every step of your day, you don't have anything yeah. to talk about. Yes. Mm. That's valid. That's valid. But I just think that there's a whole stigma 
or can of worms behind texting because he didn't text me or like he didn't text me first and I had to reach out to him and then like it's just so like you should never text first it's just so yeah (laughs) yeah I think this might be our our longest one really told you I talk a lot yeah I think so no you're a great conversationalist seriously that's why why I wanted you on because not only do you think critically but you you also ask questions back which just makes for a great conversation. Um, And so I also want to say that like, hopefully when this podcast gets bigger, I want this to be a way people can actually uh, like connect with other people and also, I don't know, make great connections. And so I know you mentioned that you eventually want to get into uh, medical sales. Mm, So I just want to say like, as we're kind of getting towards the end of this, like if you are in there, you know anybody who's in biomedical sales, and up Carly because she's clearly a great conversationalist. And yeah, even if it's just for like advice on how to get into it later on, or um, yeah, mentor, mm-hmm. not necessarily just for a job. Yeah, we'll thank link, you for the plug. We'll link something like Instagram or we'll link something up. Link my LinkedIn. Yeah, we'll, we'll put your LinkedIn <laughs> in the description. How long have we been going? I, I I'm willing to bet it's probably like two hours. No way. Let's see what time. <laughs> It's 1022. I told you. I told you. Yeah. That's like, you. that's over two hours. Yeah. Because what so. we started like probably eight ish. Yeah. Probably. Holy cow. I told you. I told you. It good did not feel that long. Yeah. Good conversation. Sorry. No. No, it's not. Dude, that's what a good conversation that's is, what though. A good, yeah. Time blind. Yeah. And you know, it, yeah. Feel, it felt like it had been like maybe an hour. Yeah. So. Wow. Good stuff, boys. Good stuff. Good stuff. I, think people, I think people are going to really enjoy this. I know one person, my sister, I'm going to say this to my sister. I don't even think I've told her we've, <laughs> we've lost a lot. She's going to be so mad at me uh, for not telling her. But uh, I wanted to get like, I wanted to get some momentum first. Like I wanted to get some people on that I like would think she was interested in. But I think she's really going to like this conversation. Oh, I mean, she's, everyone likes talking about dating. Oh, yeah. But like, I think it's really important yeah. to have people. Okay. Well, but not to stereotype everyone to be the same type of man, but to have you like to have a female's point of view and a male's point of view in the way like like you're like i hate texting and that clearly upset me and then but we were able to like justify it and i think that that's just like (laughs) that's just like never we don't we don't have and i don't have interactions like this almost ever i have maybe one friend who is like very similar to you guys who you guys should probably meet that is very just intentional and thoughtful and i'll ask him questions like this but like it's not every day that you get to like pick people's brains like this yeah exactly That's what I'm saying. And I think yeah. it's beneficial all around. And like mm-hmm. to people who will listen, they'll be yeah. able to benefit from it as well. And I, I've yeah. seen some podcasts too where, I mean, it's fun to listen to. They're ones that like they have a bunch of like, for lack of a better term, like TikTok girls on and mm-hmm. a lot of like trad guys. And it's just like, they're, they're just going at it. And I'm like, this is kind of entertaining to, to watch, but I'm not. I'm not really gaining anything. Yeah, they're both just going at each other. Yeah, and yeah there's like, no like. There's not. A, it's not a good conversation. It's yeah. just like no one's like really trying to find a solution. Exactly. Yeah. And I just wish there was, I wish there was more, frankly, conversations like this. That when I was younger, I wish I could have listened to more, yeah, uh, conversations like this. Just because I think people learn through listening, even if it's not like you should. These are the ten things that you should do to find your next guy. Really? Yeah. That you learn the book I'm reading. Conversations. <laughs> Honestly. Well, I just think every, uh, like all around, I wish there was more intention in yep. everyone's lives. But I think that a lot of the way I think now has come from reading books and listening <laughs> to people. Like, so I think that. Because it, you're curious. 
you're not yeah. curious. Yeah. And that's what you that's what you want this coffee shop to be is a place where people can come and meet from all different circles and have these conversations because that's healthy. Yeah. It's yeah. healthy to have a community that does that from all different religions, from all walks of life, different yeah. careers, businesses, family life stories whatever you come together and when there's a place there's a community that's safe enough to have these kind of conversations and there's a shared thing like coffee or whatever whatever's popular at the time then some i just think some really cool conversations come out of it but everyone seems to be substituting that with social media right now and so we have this this like epidemic where people are afraid to be intentional <laughs> wait because that's another thing too that i was thinking when we were talking earlier everything social media like Oh, he sent me an Instagram reel. He likes me. Or like, oh, he <laughs> liked my story. They're like, they don't just do that if they don't, like, unless they like you. But it's just like, it's just like, ew. Like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, it's, it's gross. And, and because like, yeah, like, I, it, I think, I do think it is thoughtful when someone sends you a reel that, or like a, something that it reminded you of them. But it's just like, like the bare minimum of what we think is like, mm -hmm. okay, he's, he's interested in me. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just so like messed up right now. And I hope like by the time that if I ever have a daughter or son that this, we can fix this for them. I agree. I don't know if don't it's know, possible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's possible, but like, yeah, it's bad. It, it's interesting to me just because like, I feel like the, this whole concept of dating, like like the way that we date now, like as humans, is very different. Or I guess I should say very new to the human race, right? Like True. compared to all of history, I feel like yeah. you couldn't, especially for like lower class people, you can just date whoever the heck you wanted to date, like whenever. Mm. It was very much like... True especially if you're a girl, you were arranged most of the time yeah. to just a family and that was it. Like, or you were dating you, for at least another purpose other than love. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, money. But yeah, as women beca have become more independent, then that's, I think that's where this like power dynamic has come in. Yeah, yeah. and we don't know what to do about it. Like, no one knows what to do. We're still figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, social media yeah. is uh, relatively so new compared to yeah, that too. How, long, mean, yeah. what, how long what you're talking about has been around. That yeah. dynamic, it's just so new and people, it's it's changing so rapidly that it's it's just like paralyzing to keep up. You're just so like overwhelmed and overstimulated all the time that it's it's just so difficult to get out of that. It's like, eh. And and I yeah. think it's hard too because like, like you have to see everything. Like you see these couples that, yeah, have you guys ever heard this saying, like, the couples that post on Instagram, the most are the least happy? Yeah, yes. But you see stuff like that, and you're like, well, they have this and this and this, and you don't know what's going on at mm -hmm. home. You have no idea. Or you don't know yeah. if they're actually happy, but you're convincing yourself that, what's wrong with me? Why don't I have that? Exactly. And it's yeah. just sad. It's I read a fun. statistic that said most couples that, like, couples that text more are less happy. <laughs> he's a you huge, like, oh, <laughs> he's a huge like, advocate for no texting. <laughs> oh, okay, so... Okay, okay. I do have a question, though. So you don't like texting, but, like, what about... Would you rather just, like, pick up the phone and call a girl? Because that's another thing that's happened. That's called... That's aggressive now, apparently. Yeah. People find that as, like, oh... Which sometimes, me too. Like, if I barely know someone, he's calling me. I'm like, 
you know? <laughs> like, but, I gotta get myself but ready it's just, for this call. No, yeah, like, but it's just, like, so nor- a normal thing to do, but it's just because texting is so easy now. Yeah. Everyone thinks calling is, like, taking another step. Mm. Yeah, calling is more... Formal. Yeah, that's is more formal, especially, would, like, as a guy. Would you prefer that? Um, I don't think I really care. But you don't honestly. like Oh, I, what about FaceTime? Because some people also hate FaceTime. Okay, FaceTime, dude. <laughs> you hate FaceTime? I, okay, if I live 20 minutes away from you and you want to FaceTime me for two hours? Yeah. At like, at like 11 o'clock at night? Yeah, no, no. And we're I, literally just sitting there talking about nothing? No, I don't want to FaceTime you. <laughs> like, what if you're it's, like it's when it, far away? Yeah, if you're far away, of course. Like, if it's a long-distance relationship, which I don't think I could ever do. That would suck. <laughs> but my brother well, did it. But that makes sense um, why you wouldn't be able to do it because you're so... You value so much in-person interaction. Yes, I'm... Yeah, I am very, like... I don't know. I get very wrapped up within, like, what's, what's going on, like, right now. Like, See, but it's hard for girls to understand that because, like, if mm. someone doesn't text me, I'm like... Well, he hasn't thought of me, so he mm. doesn't like me. Interesting. Yeah. But maybe he's just career driven, and when he goes to work, he doesn't think about yeah. girls and this and that, yeah. and that's good. Well, I think, I mean, I do, I feel like I, I definitely think about it. Like, it'll be on my mind for sure. But, but just because you're thinking I'm, about her doesn't mean you're going to text her. Yeah, because I'm really big on being intentional with what I'm doing right now, like being present, which is like, cheesy and cliche but no i think that's good like, i think that's lost upon our generation yeah <laughs> like one of my biggest pe- pet peeves is like when you're trying to talk to someone and they're like texting they're Dude, like it's what ridiculous. No yeah way. and then they want you to repeat it and then it's like awkward because you're too mad to repeat it you're just like it's fine because if you don't if they want to listen they listen yeah yeah so i think that's a yeah. good quality i don't think like i think you're kind of feeling like it's a bad quality because mm. it can be felt as a bad quality by a girl who likes you and why doesn't he ever text me? Mm. But then when she's sitting in front of you and you're not on her phone, she's going to love that about you. Mm. Yeah, I would hope so. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, I, like it doesn't, it doesn't, bo- like the whole calling or texting, like I don't, I don't really care what you want to do. Mm. You can text me or call me. It's just like if you're taking away from like, just like my daily life, like just. I told you about well, this. Okay, well then, because when another person does that, it tells me that they have nothing. Else. It's like, what are they doing with their life? Like the people that you it's can't like, hang out with without them facetiming their boyfriend or uh, te- being texting. Yeah, it's like. Well, it just makes you think, like, what goals and like aspirations and things you like are you working for? Like, or are you like mm. passionate about? Like, do you have nothing else to do than just sit and want to text me and like facetime me? Like, yeah, that is a red flag to me. So, I don't know. But see, like, this, what I was saying is, I think that empathy and understanding, like, putting yourself in someone else's shoes cannot be overstated. Yeah. Because these questions you're asking are difficult to answer without a scenario. Because inside of the scenario, things become clear. (laughs) And so, like, when we're asking Zach these questions, it's like, oh, it makes sense because that's how Zach perceives it. And so if you're not taking time to try to put yourself in other people's yeah. shoes, then you can get things horribly wrong, even if they're quote unquote right for what you think you know. And so I think a great practical practical use of this is third person questions. Is asking Oh yeah, he did tell me this. Usually like, 
you know, I was talking to this person the other day and they really said this about texting. Like, what do you think? And just mm. genuinely asking them and you get their answer without yeah. making them feel weird. That was good advice. I told my friend about it today when we were talking. It's she was like, that's code. so smart. It's a cheat That is very code. smart. But, but I think. I didn't get here without them. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I do think that like, if you have a girl, if you're dating or seeing a girl with like the maturity that you want, she's going to see that because I've, I've been like, he never texts me. And I, when I, when I'm with someone, I pay attention. Is he on his phone mm. a lot? And then I was like, I was just with him for three hours and I never saw him look at his phone. That's why he's not texting me back. Yeah. Or like, I yeah. noticed that his phone's on do not disturb a lot. That's why, because he wants to be present. Mm. Like, and if, if you have a girl that I think maybe has the maturity level you want, they're going to be able to pick up on that instead of just being like, why don't you text me? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, true. And I've, I mean, I will, I mean, I've been on the other side of it too, where after, um, when COVID hit, I was talking to a girl and, uh, she, everyone was getting kicked out of the dorms. So she was going home for the, she was going back to Illinois oh. for the summer. I was here. And so we, like, we had just started kind of like pursuing this thing. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, kind of afraid like dang like this thing just started like we just got going That's and right. now she's like going home i hate long distance but like there's like you know she could she's probably gonna come back at the end of the summer that's like three four months could i do that maybe probably and uh and then i would i was like worried that as because it was so fresh and that and then this should be gone all summer they should lose lose interest in me and so I had that like fear and then and I, w and I did kind of get afraid that like what if we just like never talk like I, I hope that she texts me mm. and then I remember talking to a friend and he was like he was like dude if if she wants to text you she's gonna text you but if not then not and I was just like yeah you're right I mean there's nothing I can do about it so mm. why do I even why would not why am I gonna waste my time worrying yeah so if she doesn't want to text me then she's probably not very interested and then okay Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's easy to come to that conclusion, but it's hard to remember it. Like, yeah, I'll think yeah, that, true. and then and then I'll be like, "But, you but really I want, want him to like me," you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I think it's I th easier said than done, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's a reality. That's a reality, and if they don't like you, like we were talking about earlier, if they don't like you for you, then you you don't want them because yeah, exactly. It's so not why should work. you even try anymore? Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well said. Freaking dating, dude. Freaking dating. <laughs> Could go on all night about that. Yeah. <laughs> can't we just have all arranged marriages. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I do find that fascinating. It's though. so interesting. It's arranged marriage. You know yeah, why that is though? It's because it's because they have to commit before they ever find feelings for each other. Right. Which I think. And that's I mean, why there's something to I, that. There is something ex absolutely to that. That, that statistically, to that. they end up happier. Yes. I think that is interesting to me yeah whether i mean whether you agree with it or not you you have to look at you have to look at the evidence i believe and i think that the fact that the commitment comes first speaks a lot to a, a western gener western world and a, a, a generation that is uh pretty much 
allergic to commitment. Yeah, but I, I was going to say that earlier. It too. could not yeah. be farther from. Commitment is scary. But yeah. you guys know all of these statistics and stuff. And look at the way you reacted to when that girl said, uh, so what is this when we're going to Chipotle? Or wait, did you mean like for marriage? I know. That scares you. But <laughs> yeah, you I know. But, but you're, you guys are kind of saying like, maybe if the commitment came first and but it's like I'm just saying it's interesting. I know, like, I, I know, just find it I know. But if, yeah. if you, like, but good point. But everyone like, but now everyone thinks taking it slow is the way to go, and I, and it's good so you can like get to know them first. But it's like at some point, and, and we're because it's because we're talking about it in in the scope of our culture, and so what we're yeah. trying to do is work within our culture yeah. bounds, and then we're like comparing it to a yeah. whole other culture. So yeah. No one, no one in our culture would treat the way we date as an arranged marriage. So it like doesn't, it's like, oh my gosh, I wasn't expecting that. But if you got arranged married and you grew up knowing that you were going to get, your marriage was going to get arranged, it's not, you're not surprised. Yeah. Did you all see that Netflix show? Bridgerton? Huh? What was it? <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? What? Bridgerton? Bridgerton? Have y'all not seen Bridgerton? No. no. I'm saying it's like, it was... All these psychologists, I think, got together and they had like a, a big group of people, like guys and girls, and based on their personality <gasps> traits, they I like seen it, but I heard Okay, yeah, they arranged their marriages. And so these people Wait, did they arrange arrange they arranged their marriages? marriages? I thought it was just dates. Yes. No, just, no, not dates. They arranged the marriage. Was it like the first time they met them was on the at the island? I wanna say yes. Okay, I did see that. Yeah. It was a wild guy. show. They had, yeah. The first time it. they met each other was on the altar. On the altar. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, not happening. It's wild. And that's wild to us because we don't do that. We don't live in a culture that does that. I don't think I would ever want that. Yeah, but if you grew up in a culture where you knew that you were going to be married off every day of your life, then it's you'd just not be a surprise. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And everyone else you knew who did that. Yeah. But to us, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we have a friend who's, this is actually, this would be really interesting here. We have a friend who uh, is in America, grew up in America, in Texas, and we went to college with him. And he's also Indian. And so he's told me before that his parents have said like, you know, by the time you're this age, like 26 or 27, if you haven't found someone, then we're going to find someone for you. Mm, <laughs> so you have I this, knew a guy this, like that too. this interesting thing where um, you have these like two cultures come together. And it's like, what do you do? That's my diabetes alarm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's true. But I think like your culture, just everyone's culture. Like if you're dating someone from a different culture, it makes it harder to. Mm -hmm. And like it can be different in other ways too. Just like the way like other cultures treat relationships. Yeah. Yeah. True. It'll turn off eventually. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a good point because I know or like people that are Mormon, like they're like our age and be like they should be married right by, by yeah. now and they feel pressure to be yeah. like real, real mm -hmm. pressure. Cause I know like there's a lot of pressure just culturally for us at least. That's the only culture I really know very well. But mm -hmm. to have found someone by a certain age because you want to have kids by 30 and this and that. I think also though, um, one of the things that allowed me to mature the most is I've never 
I've never been like a Pinterest wedding girl or like I don't mm. I don't think about where I'm going to get married, wow. when I'm going to get married. And I think it's kind of really crazy when people do because <laughs> I'm not going to plan where I'm going to get married before I know who I'm going to get married to because then that's that's me putting all these expectations onto a future husband who he might have plans of his own of where he wants to get married or we should come to that conclusion together. But Dang, I think people, wow. the one thing I think about sometimes is like who, who I would want as a, like standing in my wedding as a bridesmaid. That that's normal thought. Oh, that's just like the people, that that's just people <laughs> who are close to me. Like yeah. who do I feel like, I think that's something I'm going to take very seriously when I get married, but I do not give a single thought. Is it going to be wow. a destination? Is it going to be, impressive. yeah, but it's just like, or like what what dress am I gonna wear? I don't even think about that. I don't wow. I don't look at rings. I don't because whenever I, I don't have anyone to when I do that, I wanna be having like my boyfriend in mind and being like, mm. this is how our wedding's gonna be. Not my wedding, our wedding. Wow. I think there's a lot of girls who would disagree with you no, so and, and, so and that's okay because people it's, grow it's up so looking okay. forward yeah. to wearing the beautiful wedding dress. Yeah. And I think, like, when I go to weddings, and I don't go that often, but when I do, I, I, like, remember this last time I went to a wedding, I just remember thinking, like, I can't wait for my experience and to see what it's going to be like. Mm. But I don't, yeah. like, personally, I don't want to sit there and be like, well, I'm going to get married here, and this is how it's going to happen, and know how it's going to happen. I want it to just come organically, naturally, and then everyone's going to be happy, and we're going to compromise and make it the way that it should be for the two of us, not mm. just because the girl dreamed of having it this way since she was five. <laughs> Hot take, but no, I think, that's, I, think I, I am a hundred percent on board with you. I think, I think a lot of my, um, like, yeah, of course you're though. Cause you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But I just think that like, I have friends that are like, I need to be married by 26. Cause I want to be having kids by 28. And, and that is a scary <laughs> thought, especially with the way like fertility is for women sure. with everything going on like in our environment or what we eat or whatever it is that's making all those problems that is a scary thought but i'm not gonna put that pressure on myself or like the person i start dating like imagine if i'm 25 and i'm dating some start dating someone and in my head i'm like well we need to get married next year true whether he likes it or not yeah so it's just yeah, like true. i think i think we we need to move away as a society from the timeline of it all everyone has a different timeline you're 23 and married and I'm sitting next to you and I'm 23 and very single and we're both where we should be. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. I just don't think people know that. And like, mm. like you said, you were scared to get judged for getting married. But like, whenever you told me you were married, I was not like, already? I was like, <laughs> right. tell me more. That's awesome. And exactly. like, I'm happy for yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah. I, don't, I didn't, I don't feel that like, that didn't make me feel like I'm behind. It just made me feel like, You've you reached that point in your life yeah. before me, and that's just what was meant for you two. Yeah, for sure. And but yeah. I think just people can't understand that. Exactly, they can't. They can't hold that tension between this can be okay without without me doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't hold that. They're like literally can't. Yeah. They're like, I have to make this person wrong. Yeah. And but also, I think devil's advocate. It might also be like. Like, I couldn't imagine myself being married right now. Mm. So they just can't. I have trouble, like, sometimes understanding anything. Something's going to actually happen to me if I haven't experienced it. I think that's just, like, human nature. Yeah. But, like, like if I, like, some people might just be like, 
like they might be really immature and they were like oh my gosh i could never be married right now so that could be also where it comes from true mm. it's just gonna keep going off so i think we should probably <laughs> but um thanks everybody for watching thanks for having me check out carly if you sell or know anybody who sells medical devices hit her up see you later <laughs> There's a clap. Is that, that's how you that's gonna line it up? Right there. Yeah. You're gonna go all the way to the end. <laughs> Alright. That was awesome. It's stop. That's exactly you can you press That was a fantastic game? conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I told I I told you that you would you would enjoy this. Ready? Ready? Yeah, oh, yeah. I want to talk to you. Not now. Later. No, now.